ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Lucky number seven of the Spanish announce table. Man. Yeah? Who would have thought we would make it this far? Uh, not me. <laughs> not me. I uh, I didn't think I'd be able to stand you this long. I know. Usually people don't. <laughs> <laughs> Girls. Sad but true. Yeah, Sad but true. <laughs> so, I'm feeling a little under the weather, so forgive any You look like coughs, it, too. Or do I really? Yeah. You look like you've got a face for radio today. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been... Uh, Fever and cough for the last five days or more now. Mm. I think I was starting to feel it last week, so seven days. Yeah. I was. I, I don't know if you can tell by the end of the show, but I was like, "This sucks." I'm yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Earlier that day, I remember feeling a little trickle at the back of the throat. I was like, "That's the worst." <clears throat> I was like, the yeah. first day is the worst when you like, ah, oh, shit, it, yeah. this is gonna happen. Like, oh no. You're right. Yeah. Uh, no. And then by the end of the day, you're like, "Yep, I'm gonna wake up yeah. feeling like crap." No, because you're like, maybe I can. I'll, I'll drink some orange juice. Right, right, yeah. right I'll, I'll drink some, some orange juice. I'll go to bed super early. Yeah, yeah. this will this will work. This will work. No. Water, 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 right. water, water. Yeah, yeah, no. And then I've had oh the horrible headaches with it. It sucks. Man. Yeah, and then you wake up and you feel like the shield just triple power bombed yeah. you. Yeah, but I'm here. That, that's I'm, plus. I'm doing this for you, not you. Right, you, the people listening. Yeah, not me. The Spanish announce tableians. I don't know. That doesn't work, does it? Uh, not yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll see if that becomes a thing, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Spanish announced tableians. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So, not a whole lot of news, but we got some news. That's always good. Let me hear it. All right. We'll do some news. I guess we're not going to do any news. Nah, screw it. Corporate DiBiase. After announcing his departure from WWE this week, Ted DiBiase Jr. will be working for an e-commerce website that targets college students. According to the Mississippi Business Journal, the son of WWE Hall of Famer, the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, has accepted an executive position with CollegeGarageSale.com, a subsidiary of Jackson, Mississippi-based BF, BFAC LLC. Not, uh, um, what's, uh, BFMAC, what's that? Like, uh... Oh, bad motherfucker or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BAMFC yeah, is yeah. what that is, yeah. Badass that, motherfucker. Yeah, that'd That's be a cooler name for yeah. a company. Well, he says, I loved my career in the WWE, and I will forever be thankful for the opportunity to work in that industry. Leaving a job you love is not easy, but I believe so strongly in the future of CollegeGarageSale.com that I knew it was time to change my focus. Come on. Yeah, come on, You dude. can't even say that website with a straight face. It's like, well, <laughs> oh, this is going to make some money. Yeah, I believe so strongly in the future of CollegeGarageSale.com. Yeah, no. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, no, not working for me. I think this is just something that will pay the bills until maybe TNA calls or someone that says, hey, remember how good you used to be? You main evented uh, with Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam against DX. Remember those days? You can have him again. And then he'll leave, uh, 
college, whatever it is. I think it's great to always have a stake in something like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Not, yeah. Nah, he ain't doing anything. Yeah, I don't buy it. Not me either. Yeah. New Talent Initiative, according to PW Insider. At this time, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards are no longer under contract with Ring of Honor, and the two are expected to go to the WWE Performance Center sometime in September for an evaluation by WWE. That'll be great. Yeah? That'll be great. Those two guys are really, really top talents as far as the independent wrestlers go. I think they could carve out a niche somewhere. Oh, easy. And, you know, put them on NXT for a couple of months, make them... Really get used to the WWE lifestyle as far as how things are written, how things are performed. And then I think he can, both guys actually could really go uh, to the main roster quick. So good for both of them, hopefully. Yeah. You know. I like watching, I mean, Davey Richards obviously has some uh, mic work Mm -hmm. to work on. And and I mean, they're both small in stature compared to others. But maybe that's the whole trend they're doing. They are. You know? They are. And I mean, we know they're going to work well with Punk and Brian. And if this is where we're going. Yep. I mean, that's you know. great. My worry is, is hopefully they don't turn into uh, Cassius Ono, where then yeah. Cassius Ono has been there. What now a year? Maybe mm-hmm. feels like if it hasn't been there a year, it feels like he's almost been there a year. And he's still getting passed up by, you know, he got passed up by Big E Langston. Then he got passed up by Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Then he's getting passed up by uh, Bo Dallas, you know, well, so yeah. well, and rightfully they, so. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, it's a good thing these guys aren't Spanish because then they'd be Los Matadores. But. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so they got that going right. for them. But let's see. Hopefully, you know, they here's their chance. Here's their opportunity. They've probably been waiting for their entire life. So, uh, you know, take the ball and run with it or fumble it and get fired. We'll see. Well, let's make a deal. According to PWInsider.com, AJ Styles has signed a contract extension with TNA that reportedly has uh, lasts a little past the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Both sides will continue to talk about a longer deal, and whether or not he re-signs that longer deal to stay in the company will likely come down to how close each side can come to the financial part of the deal. Yeah, you know what? Damn it. Because he's going to stay with TNA. Yeah, he's going to. I know. Because I, I think that's... <sighs> that's the easiest... Most logical thing to do. If this contract were up in, say, 2010 when he was, you know, the PWI number one wrestler, man, now WWE is probably looking at it different. But like you said, he's kind of past that hot, you know, on top of the world storyline and wrestling, you know, gimmick. And now it's like, well, we know what you can do. and It was great. Right. But what else can we do? And so he'll probably stay with TNA. Hopefully, as we get into the breakdown of Impact, that promo he cut, hopefully that's the new AJ Styles. We see the, I'm pissed off, I've been carrying this company, you know, I'm going to take over. So, he'll stay with TNA, and it's just unfortunate because, you know, uh, a match, a triple threat match with Punk, Brian, and AJ yeah, would the, go down in history, I think. The possible match combinations alone right. would have been good. Yeah, but yeah, he'll stay with TNA, and... Do his thing there and just be one of those guys kind of like Sting in my eyes where it was like, God, he was great. And he was never in New York. Well, not New York, but he was never in WWE. He was never in that, the big show. And so, yeah, but I mean, if you, if you don't know who he is, which if you're listening to the show, you obviously do, but you know, you could always thank God for YouTube 
Because right. you can always remember how great he was and hopefully how good he can be in TNA. Where he's going to stay. Right, where he's going to stay. Detroit's demise, Detroit's problems continue as they officially announce that they have lost the bid to be the site for WrestleMania 32. Damn, they filed for bankruptcy. (laughs) Damn it, WWE should have just gave them a bone. The whole thing is, who wants to go to Detroit right now? Well, hey, you know what? Who wants to go to WrestleMania? That's how you phrase it. And then, you know, they could have brought so much to a city... (laughs) Damn it would have helped them a lot. It would have helped Detroit out so much. I've never been to Detroit. I know some people the, who live there and some people who visit there. And before this bankruptcy thing said it was a great town. So I always think of Detroit in, you know, the, in a nice way. You always think of WrestleMania three, Andre yeah. and Hulk. So, damn it, I wish the, they would have got it. The problem is they expect also that the city's going to put some money into and they town and developments. Yeah. And they ain't got it. So they it's ain't not going to happen. Nothing. So they're going to go elsewhere. Right. Come to Kansas City. I hey, go to Arrowhead. That'd be well. Hey, I don't see that happening anytime soon. It'd be great. Soon. It'd be great. You want to go out to Arrowhead in March and watch WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. I'll but go to I mean, Alaska. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't care where WrestleMania is. Uh, I'll watch it in the damn igloo up in you know Alaska. I don't care. Well, hey, WrestleMania Juno. Here we go. <laughs> Henry's Hammy, WWE.com, confirmed that Mark Henry suffered a right hamstring injury at a live event, a live event in Boston on Saturday, August 31st. This occurred as Henry ran in during the last match of the night. Medical imaging will be obtained to determine the severity of the injury. From what I could tell, it didn't seem like it was going to keep him out too long. Yeah, but do you think, I mean, in my eyes, he peaked with that promo and then the little program he had with Cena. Do you think maybe... He goes to creative or whoever the officials are backstage and goes, look, my body's breaking down, but I love this business. Is there something I can do backstage for a while? Can I be an agent with Dean Malenko and IRS or something? Because it just seems like every two to three weeks he has something bothering him. And he's been doing this, what, since 96? Or no, that was when he was the uh, world's strongest man. 98? Mm -hmm. I mean – your body cannot sustain, especially how big he is, all of that, you know, just torture, basically. So if I was him or in his inner circle, I would say ask ask to be an agent. Ask to do something in a reduced role and then come back kind of as a Tony Atlas, as a manager to another monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hopefully just, he speaks a little bit better than Tony Atlas. Well, you know, <laughs> hell, he, he did a great promo, so he's got the skills. It just seems like he's constantly getting beat up being on the road so i feel like he needs to transition to being an agent or something where he's not in this physically compat or physically getting beat up all the time yeah uh well i hope he does something i hope he does something you know because he's he's an asset to the business obviously his knowledge you don't stay in wwe as long as he has without knowing something you know, it's not it's like you and he was never one of those guys to get fired and brought back and fired and He's brought always back. There. He was always there. He's part of WWE's biggest moments in their history, you know, with the 
uh, May Young in the hand, you know, the nation, all of this. The stuff. biggest moment in <laughs> WWE history. Well, you know what I mean? He, he's part of the nation. Then he did his, obviously, the John Cena promo will go down as one of the best promos of all time in my yeah, book. Yeah, his retirement. Yeah, the retirement yeah. promo. It's just, you know, so obviously he knows something and he could definitely help out the other monsters, the Rybacks of the world. And so I feel like he should just should do something backstage. And finally, Captain Concussion, WWE superstar Christian, suffered a concussion during the match with Randy Orton on last week's Raw and has been pulled out of all activity. It is said his impact scores are normal, but he's still having some symptoms of fogginess and cloudiness. You know, I hate to say ditto, but I kind of feel the same way about Christian as I do with Mark Henry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, another guy, uh, with him, he left, you remember, and went to TNA, had a great run, was their top guy there for a yeah, but good he year. snubbed him when he went yeah. back for their, uh, whatever they had when they had him come yeah. as part of the deal where they yeah, yeah. had Ric Flair on right, for the, yeah. Just, yeah. But, you know, uh, do something backstage, because... He's another guy where, and he actually does more of the high flying things, you know, mm-hmm. jumping off the top rope, stuff like that, where you could really hurt yourself. Well, and he so. might be able to give people some uh, witty, yeah, help, some yeah, yeah, some writing, I, maybe even. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about good mic skills? I remember in two thousand. Oh God, was it six or five when John Cena went over to Raw? Remember the draft? When he went to SmackDown. No, no, no. When, oh, when, Cena, went to Raw, yeah. when Cena went to Raw. Right, yeah. But before that, if you remember, Christian was cutting these great promos on Cena. They were having a good feud. I and they that. had a really good feud. So he can do some really you good mic skills. <laughs> right. He has a really good uh, idea and knowledge of how to cut a great promo. So, you know, another guy who I think transitioned him to an agent, you know? Mm. Well, we're going to transition to a break. That's what we're going to do. Oh, yes. Taz. Taz. Son of a bitch. One of my favorites. FTW. I love this song. This is this is a great walkout song, too. Yeah. For anything. For me, you know, MMA in a fight or anything. I love it. Love it all. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Survive if I let you. Well, you'll survive the Spanish announce table. Probably not when you go through it. But... If we let you, then you will. But for now, we're going to take a break on the Spanish announce table. See what I did there? I did. And we'll come back on the trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at ShoppersHideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. ShoppersHideout.com. At ShoppersHideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more from superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to ShoppersHideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shop at ShoppersHideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. ShoppersHideout.com.
every time I spit out my gum. Mr. I'm, Perfect. I'm thinking this song, and I'm swatting it away with my hand. Or if like I use a hand towel to like dry my hands yes, off, I'll yeah. do the behind the Toss back. It up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was one of the first heels that I remember thinking was cool. Right. You were like, damn it, I... I'm You're a bad guy. I hate but, this guy. But man, you just did a half court shot backwards and you made it. Yeah. And you threw a football and caught it. You know, you threw the football to yourself and caught it. And you got a hole in one, all of the, you know, he was one of those rare guys as, as far as in the 80s where I can remember going, damn, he's cool. He's cool. And, you know, as I got older and you understand the wrestling business and what a wrestling match looks like. One of the best ever. You know, we were talking about our favorite SummerSlam matches, and you talked about uh, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect from 92. Yeah. I, I rewatched that after you named it. Yeah. Wow. It's a great match. That's a great match. Yes. For any pay-per-view, WrestleMania, yeah. SummerSlam, Raw, whatever, that was a great one. He even had another great one in Ric Flair's uh, leaving WWE match mm, on Raw. Yeah. That was a great one, too. So he was a good one, that's yeah. for sure. Well, we're going to talk now about uh, Raw. Not Monday Night Raw, just not, Raw. We're going to talk about not Monday Night Raw. <laughs> In Des Moines, Iowa. Great crowd. It was a great crowd. That I was, was a impressed. very good one. Yeah, well, we begin with the obligatory standard nowadays, the Triple H, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan showdown. In the Here's ring. another thing I noticed, too. And maybe this is a venue question, I guess. But have you noticed they don't open up with pyro anymore? Yeah, they don't. Or it's very rare. I think it's it's a cost cutting for one because it costs a lot to run that stuff. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of venues don't want to run the risk. There's right. insurance involved, so I think there's some that would just flat out won't let them do it. So I think right. they stopped trying to even do it. Right. Um, Triple H uh, likened Daniel Bryan to Doink the Clown during this. Uh, I promo. thought that was good. He that said, good. "You know, there was a superstar wildly popular back in the day. Mm. It was Doink the Clown." What did you see during the clown with the WWE title? I mean, come on. Yeah, that was good. Um, Daniel Bryan, you know, says the only clowns I see in the ring are you two. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was good back and forth. Um, it was know. another good promo with the three of them to continue a storyline of don't take this personal. Remember, this guy didn't get the title either, and you're that guy. And then Daniel Bryan with his pride saying, I'm not that guy. I'm the best in the world. I mean, he didn't say best in the world, right. but that's what he's alluding to. And so, you know, yeah, very good. Well, we get a little more storyline progression when we see Triple H and Randy Orton walking in the back, and they come across Cody Rhodes. Now, this is good. Yeah. Now, Triple H asks how his dad is, which kind of sets him off. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, thanks for asking. Um, now, Cody's kind of saying, hey, the main event tonight's going to be great as long as no one gets involved. And they take a little bit of offense to this. Yes, they do. Why would anybody get involved, Cody? Right. And then he even says, well, the, the match between the two uh-huh. is best is for business. Is what's best for business. Uh-huh. Yes. And Triple H is, uh, oh, so you're deciding what's best for right. business now. Yeah. Oh, one thing we forgot, though, I think, to mention in uh, the opening segment is uh, the main event they announced was going right. to be Daniel Bryan, yes. Big Show. Big Show, right, yes. Yeah. Right. We did forget to mention that. Yeah, so Maybe I wanted to forget that. Yeah. Yeah. There, that's uh-huh. one aspect. We'll get into that later. But yeah, uh, going back to the Cody Rhodes. Very good. And I always like those promos where they get a little bit of realism in into it to where you're like, wait a minute. Are yeah. they talking about real stuff uh-huh. here or is it just, you know, pro wrestling stuff? And they talked about the wedding. Yes. And I love the Triple H and Randy Orton. Did you get an invite? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, get an yeah. invite. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, crap, Cody. Now you're in for it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it adds that 
realistic touch to it to where it makes me interested. It's not just mindless wrestling promo. I'm the bad guy. You're the good guy. I say this. You say that. And then we're done. It goes, oh, like it sparks my interest. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. And Cody's it's, getting married. It's kind of furthering also like, here's another guy. You got to really walk on eggshells around. Mm-hmm. Triple H, Randy Orton. Don't even just don't even say anything. Right. Don't take yeah, any just, stand. Just yeah, yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, um, he says, "Well, I did get you a wedding present, even though I didn't get the invitation. You're gonna have a match with Randy Orton." And Cody Oates says, "Thanks. That's yeah. a great opportunity." To which Triple H replies, "It is a huge opportunity to stay employed because if you don't win, I don't think you're gonna be here long." The one thing that uh, I didn't understand was the title on the line. Yeah, they never mentioned that. They never mentioned. I don't think that. it was. Okay. I think they did mention it later um, in the uh, the commentators mentioned. Okay, it. Um, but he has to win. If you do win, right. you beat the champion. Don't you get a title shot? Right, right. So, so I didn't know. I didn't. So really... therein lies the opportunity. I think. Right, right. So to me, th- this point right here, where Cody Rhodes thought it was a great opportunity, I want to bring up later. So. I'm going to bring this little promo up as we get later on okay. into Raw. Yeah. So, Well, then we got Fandango versus The Miz. Oh, it was a decent match. Miz controlled most of it, and Summer Rae got involved a time or two, but Miz got the win after uh, Fandango submitted to the figure four. Got his nose broken in this match. Yeah, with that kick. Yeah. and But here's another thing, which I don't know what they're doing. That could have been a great match for the pay-per-view. You could have kept this yeah. going and done the, you know, what if – Fandango uh, imitates Miz and does his like you know yeah. blow up letters and then like, you know bending over right like, yeah and, and, and yeah. Fandango saying something other than his name saying I'm awesome, awesome. but you know, yeah. I mean imagine how he would say it I'm awesome you know what I mean he would put awesome. a, right like you could have done such cool stuff with yeah. it and I felt like it was like SummerSlam to here that's it see ya now we're gonna move you guys on to something else and I was like. I wanted a little bit more. Because really, since Y2J, this is Fandango's first program with someone. Mm, yeah. And I thought true. it could have been longer, got a pay-per-view match out of it. Maybe they will. Maybe. But it seemed like this shouldn't have happened on Raw. Well, we got Tina Bryan in the back in the locker room, which we'll see a couple times throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And he gets interrupted by Booker T. In a suit. In a suit. And Randy Orton, still not wearing pants. Yeah, Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> Booker T can show up the first time forever wearing a suit, right. and you just walk around with no pants on. What the you know? hell? Screw getting this guy in Escalade. Let's get him some pants. Right. right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm sure you go down any Target, there's a clearance on jeans usually. Yeah, just some you know damn I mean? jeans. Not even some dress pants. Just wear just some, get jeans. Him some jeans. Or shorts. You know, get this guy at least a pair of slacks, though. I mean, right. we down here on the plaza in Kansas City, a lot of great retailers. <laughs> a lot of great ones. Will, and I imagine will, in Des Moines, Iowa, they got the same. Same, Some that I mean? have been around for hundreds of years, even. Right. You know, like long-standing pants makers. Right. That we can get you a pair of pants, Randy. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure those leather seats in that Escalade are kind of stick to the back of the legs. You need right. some pants. Yeah, need some pants. But anyhow, Booker well, T was Booker in a suit. T, Booker T, uh, he says he's trying to reason with Daniel Bryan. Says you're too good to go back fighting in gymnasiums for fifty bucks, and uh, you can have a great career here and make a lot of money. Maybe you should think about giving up the title shot, which is something they tried to coax Daniel Bryan into earlier. Give mm-hmm. up your title shot. You know, right. you know what I mean? And uh, Daniel says, tell me you didn't just say that. Uh, he says it's not about the money. And Booker T tells him he needs to wake up and tread lightly to win Daniel Bryan. Just 
walks off. Right. Which I I always like that when the guy in the locker room walks off and the guy walking into the locker room is just left there. Yeah, like you realize this was Daniel Bryan's locker room. Yeah, yeah. You were supposed to leave. Yeah, and then he's just like Whatever. Go through Daniel Bryan's bags. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Get my bags. <laughs> so um then we get Dolph Ziggler. He awaits an opponent that he doesn't know who's coming. Right. And Dean Ambrose jumps him from behind, beats him up, throws him into the ring post. Yep. Into his shoulder. Uh, and Ambrose tells him he will learn to respect the business. And uh, so we're thinking. Ambrose, I thought it was a match between those two. Ambrose, yeah. Then the ref starts telling him to get to the back. Like, well, what's going on? And we get Ryback's music. Yes. I'm hoping that the reason Dean Ambrose attacked him by himself is maybe we see a program for the U.S. title between the two. We need a Night of Champions We need a Night of Champions match. match. I think that's what they're trying to allude to. But I was a little upset because, man, well, I if, wanted to see that match. If no Rollins and Ryback. Reigns are tied up with tag titles for mm-hmm. Night Champions, this would only stand to reason. Right. That'd be a hell of a match. I mean, when I, when he had to go, I was like, wait a minute, no, I want to see that match. And yeah. no offense to Ryback, as we said many, many yeah. of times on the show, Ryback is doing great things right now. But I wanted to see that match instead. But Ryback comes um, out and, you know, does his thing. Something tells me we will get that match on the kickoff show. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So Ryback, obviously, I mean, he <laughs> mauls Ziggler, mm-hmm. hits the shell shot, gets the pinfall victory. And looks good doing it, though. I mean, looks yeah, like and, a bully. Right, looks like a bully. And Dolph Ziggler, who I think sells better than anyone there is right now, just did a great job of getting ragdolled this yeah. entire match. So. Yeah. Well, then we get uh, the Mad Ox comes in uh, into the back where Triple H and Stephanie are hanging out. And he says, Big Show's refusing to fight Daniel Bryan later. And uh, Stephanie says, she'll handle it. Okay, and so here's where I'm going to bring up Cody Rhodes and his backstage altercation with Randy Orton and Triple H. When Triple H says, hey, you're facing Randy Orton, he says, thanks for the opportunity. Because like we said, even if it wasn't for the WWE title, if he beats him, he would get a shot. Right. Well, Daniel Bryan's the number one contender. If you beat him... Aren't you in line for Aren't you now the new number one contender? Yeah, you look pretty impressive, don't you? Yeah, and I don't get... Or I don't get Big Show. He's so emotional, and it's like a crybaby. It's like he's He's, almost making me not like him. He's crying way too much. Crying way too emotional. There's no connection, at least not explained yet, of why Big Show and Daniel Bryan is so emotional. I didn't cry this hard when I found out Brooke Tessmacher was a spitter and not a swallower. Right. From last week. I know. Okay. You, I mean, you took that hard. And that was but you, emotional. Right. You took I that hard, but you're that. okay. Big Show is, you know, in the storylines of pro wrestling, <laughs> you show up every week to wrestle. They right. did, They didn't ask Big Show to do, you know, a barbed wire match with Daniel yeah. Bryan. It was just say, a damn wrestling match. They go break his leg. Right, yeah. yeah. It was just a damn wrestling match. It, I, I didn't get Big Show's way overdramatic uh Cry well, baby fest. Unless this is going to lead to a heel turn, which I think that might I happen. I would hope it does. Well, it gets a little more weird when Stephanie comes out to the ring. So she wants to introduce somebody who helped her out a lot when she was younger mm-hmm. and a friend of mine and brings out the big show. Yep. She says um, that when she was 12, he used to help her out in the back when she was hanging out. And That's that, wrong. Yeah, you brought up a little thing that I kind of thought about, too. Yeah. Uh, 
he started in 96. Yeah. He came just... over in 99. Yeah. Oh, keep she, keep talking. I'm going to look up some she actual. He wouldn't be 12 at 99, at 1999. So he wasn't there when she was 12. You know who was? Hmm. Just a quick side note. Macho Man was Ooh. there. Just saying. I don't know Just if anything happened. Saying. If you know internet rumors, Ooh. you might want to look into that one. So. But uh, no, he wasn't there when she was 12, which I thought. You know, if anyone else is cutting that promo, like, let's say Daniel Bryan saying, Big Show, you've always been here. You were helping out Stephanie when she was 12. Okay, guess what? You, you're not good at math or you didn't know. You wouldn't know that. But Stephanie's do, saying this about herself. So that's what I thought was pretty stupid. Um, mm. Did you do the math there? What do we got? I did the math. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stephanie McMahon was born September 24th, 1976. Okay. Okay, so 76 mm-hmm. plus 12 mm-hmm. would have been uh, 88. 88. Yeah. And he came over in late 98, early 99-ish. Yeah. 1988. Yeah. Big Show was, what I don't even know what he was doing right, in 1988. Yeah. Yeah, he debuted wrestling in 1996. Yeah. And this is harping on a little mishap from WWE, but, man, you're cutting a promo about yourself. Know your own damn history. Big Show born February 8th, 1972. So in 1988, Big Show was 16 years old. Right. So unless there's something we don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that think Triple H started with WWE and he was in WCW there for a second. Maybe I'm wrong. And Paul White was Paul White, and not Big Show. And uh, at 16 years old. Yeah. But, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. I doubt. I, I, I doubt, doubt McMahon that. would let this gigantic 16 year old <laughs> right. be hanging out, especially with what happened with Macho Man. <laughs> right. So allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yes. <clears throat> well, she says. You taught me a long time ago that it's okay to not do things that you don't want to do as long as you're willing to pay the price. And now I'm out here to kind of let you know exactly what that price is. And she says, let's face it, Big Show, tear out your dirty laundry. You're broke. You've made some bad investments. Something about a strip mall. Um, Yeah, the strip mall is broke. (laughs) What? And she brought up his ironclad contract. And she says, you know if I know if you're not performing your duties, you're in breach. Which kind of makes sense, but then it's not an ironclad contract anyway, because then that's all you ever have to say. Right. There's still holes in that bucket, but at least they're trying to sew that up. Well, she says also, this was a good one. She goes, you know, you got to think about your family. You and I know giants don't live as long as normal people. Now, this is where uh. it was cool. I get this part of, hey, you got to do the right thing. Yeah. But again, Big Show's crying again. Stop <laughs> Well, I get that crying. one, maybe, if you're thinking, okay, oh, I'm yeah, broke, yeah. I got no money, my kids, I'm going to die. Right. You know, like, yeah. okay, I get that then, there, right. there, that moment. Yes. Right? Exactly. Right. That's the only part that even remotely and calls for tears. Rightfully so. The crowd's empathetic because they were chanting, you'll be okay. Right, <laughs> I yeah. caught that. I thought that was funny. A very nice crowd. Very nice very crowd of people. Nice. Yeah, very considered. Iowans are very nice Yes, people. they are. I, I like I met a few Iowans in my life. Right. They're very nice people. Very nice. Not as, as nice as the Spanish announced table ends, <laughs> but Iowans are nice people. So she basically leaves it at that. Do mm. what we say. Do what we say or, or you're, you're screwed and your family's screwed. Well, they show him later throwing things around, making a mess of the backstage. Um, and then, God damn it. 
Oh. If they don't give us another step-by-step instructions on how to download the WWE app from iTunes, I was like, are you are you kidding me? And here's the thing. They, they're like, here's how to do it, step-by-step. Step. And then they say, seven million people have done it. Yeah. So first they're saying, you're stupid. You suck. <laughs> yeah. And second off, they're saying, seven million other people are more smarter than yeah, you are. Than you. Because you don't know how to download like, come on. This is 2013. We've had smartphones now six, seven years around. And People know how to do this. And their demographic is kids. Guess what? Kids know this smartphone stuff better than me. I'm, yeah. I'm in my late 20s. They know it better than I do. So stop making them do it. I know yeah. how to do it. The kids know how to do it. The only person you're trying to show this to would be grandparents who don't even care. You know what's probably an effective, easier way? Pull up your Google speech and just say, download WWE app, and it'll probably do it for you. Yeah. Right? You oh. don't need to give me a step by – and even Michael Cole's kind of like – Yeah. Like, oh, all right. here we go again. I like, yeah. I, I noticed that. He was very reluctant to, like, get excited about it. And, and even when uh, uh, Jerry Lawler was like, here, I got the uh, Android. I'm going to show you here. And he was like, this is kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, well, Android users already know. They don't need the step-by-step instructions. Right. They're young. Yeah. They're not 80 and, yes. you know, iPhone. I, maybe I get their iPhone users need a little help. Maybe. I get maybe. That. But, yeah, that was a horribly waste of time, <sighs> hornswoggle-ish like, Do they segments. have any kind of study data on is this returning maybe. Any, any investment? Yeah, like, maybe. Like, are they are people, like, filling out a survey being like, yes, that actually helped me. I was unable to download the WWE app yeah, until you told me that I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. I just yeah. don't see the purpose of this. And they mention it. This is starting to become, their their app mentions, to me, is starting to become how Twitter was at the very start for yes. them, where it's like every segment, Twitter, Twitter says, yeah, Twitter. yeah, and now it's like, if you missed it, here's this what happened on the app, on the app, on the mm. app. I get it. I get it. Stop. Stop. Uh, well, even worse than that, we get Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal against the primetime players, which was actually good, though. This was a good match. It felt like an old-fashioned tag team match. There was good back and forth. There was pin saves and everything. Uh, Titus was shining in this one. He had the whole crowd barking at one point. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, I mean, oh. the whole crowd was going with it. And, uh, I mean, he's beating him at one point, and he's whistling every time he's yeah. beating him. Yeah. Uh, he hits a sit-down powerbomb that they called the Clash of the Titus, which I hadn't heard before. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a pinfall victory. I thought it was a good match. Titus is great. I'm telling you, put him with a Teddy Long or someone – or even just put him out there as I'm cooler than you, you know? I think he's a better baby face than heel, honestly. And uh, yeah, he could do good things too. He's got to look for it, for God's sakes. Yeah, I think there's good things for those guys, the primetime players coming up. And I do like him as a face. Yeah. Way better. But we've got to take a break on the Spanish announce table for all you Spanish announce tableians. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to finish this raw talk. Raw talk, dog. Heath Slater tried to do it too. Well, we'll come back, talk some more Raw on the Trending Topics Network on the Spanish Announce Table. What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about Kayfabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indie Report, 
I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling, from AIW to Prime Wrestling, and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about what is going on in football and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching Kfabe Sports Radio. And while you're at kfabesports.com, be sure to check out the links for Kfabe Sports Radio, Ohio Indie Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks on Kfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. What you gonna do, brother, when the largest arms in the world? <laughs> oh, man. I loved Hulk Hogan, man, when I was growing up. I always think of him pointing, like walking and pointing at the ring. Yes. And his bandana's kind of like halfway in his mouth. Yeah. And he does the 360 spin to see all the people just chanting and cheering for him. You know, just walking there and then gets up on the apron and he does the big point. Yeah, god damn, oh. that just gets me going. He just, I loved him. I was... Such a Hulkamaniac. Oh, my God. And here's the... Yes, never mind. We'll get into the... Why John Cena doesn't work and why Hulk Hogan did. But anyhow. Anyhow. Let's go to Raw. Just Tony McGinnis. Yeah, because that'll go too far into... Well, all right. We can discuss some Raw. Monday Night Raw, we have Brad Maddox. Mm -hmm. The Maddox. He's in the back. Guess what he's doing? He's on the phone. He's on the phone. So many calls. Here's the thing. Have some etiquette. You know, you guys yeah. know this, this guy's work and stop calling him yeah. during the show. Well, so um, Paul Heyman comes up. He starts interrupting. He says, call him back. Call him back. Yeah. Call, call him, back. him back. Yeah. Well, Paul says he's not doing so well because of the Mad Ox, who made the app vote stipulation and put him in the Night of Champions match. Uh, he asks, you know, is that really what's best for business? Is that what this – you know what I was thinking, too? Is that what this era, if they continue this for an extended amount of time, is that what this era is going to be called? The business? No, the good for business. The best for business? Yeah, best for business. Because it seems like everyone's saying that now. Yeah. yeah? Um, well, I just wonder, because like, it's not the corporation. They're not saying that. Right, yeah. Just best uh, for business. This is what's best for business. I think that's what their new name might be, is best for business. Best for business. Yeah. Well, Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> that's not his name. Triple H. <laughs> yep. Interrupts when he hears that. Best for business cue. Yeah. And I like how he made mention of it. It's like, oh, I guess that's my cue. Yeah. And yeah. he says... You know, I approve that match, right? And Paul Heyman says, well, what? And he's like, <clears throat> yeah. Paul Heyman I... is amazing at bullying yeah. people who are below him and then kissing ass yeah. with everyone who's says, above him. May I respectfully inquire why you would do such a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Triple H says, you know, it's it's because I'm a big fan of how you've weaseled your way out of so many situations for years after year after year. And he says, it's actually quite amazing. He says, but this time, you, know, you seemingly can't escape. He can't get away from this one. And if he does, hey, more power to you. He says, I'll be watching with a big smile on my face. But on the other hand, maybe this guarantees that CM Punk 
gives you the beating you so richly deserve. I like this promo, and it does a lot of really good things for Triple H because he has a history with Paul Heyman as a babyface. Right. But now he's trying to be heel, and so he brings up the past, like, oh, you think I'm doing this because of our checkered past? No, no. And then he, like, it almost, by the end of the promo, makes you think, oh, poor Paul Heyman. Right. Triple H just don't care about you. No. And it makes him even further the the pecking order of heels as the top guy when even he's throwing Paul Heyman under the bus. Yeah. You know, because typically- it, Nobody's with, immune. Right. You know, typically, you know, traditionally, I should say, as, as pro wrestling goes, heels would team up with other heels for benefit of getting over on the baby face. Right. Well, You're this a bad one, guy? I'm a bad guy. Right, so let's be friends and screw over the babyface. Triple H is saying, no, I don't like punk, but I definitely don't like you, so screw both of you. And that made him look really good as that top heel guy. So I thought this promo did more good things for Triple H than anyone. So yeah, it was great. It worked well. Well, what we got next, I'm just going to play the audio of. It's the my, Bray Wyatt. My favorite thing in pro wrestling today is the Wyatt family. And Bray Wyatt's mic skills. Well, and they bring this one up, too, about the whereabouts of Kane. It's kind of where the announcers set the table for this one. And uh, we'll just play it. Icarus was warned to never let his wings, made of wax, get too close to the sun. But pride can make even the most noble men do such foolish things. And as Icarus neared the sun, his wings began to melt away. Icarus fell into the ocean, was never heard from again. Where's Cain? (laughs) I warned Cain. I told him that this fire he thinks is his friend his beginning it would ultimately be his ending (laughs) and when Cain allowed his pride to cloud his common sense well that's when I knew that he was mine (laughs) like a lamb led to slaughter Oh, where, oh, where has my monster gone? Oh, where, oh, where could he? Cain made his bet. And now, he's burning in it. I'm telling you, I just watched that, uh, or I excuse me, I just listened to that with my eyes closed. Yeah, that sounds like a damn cult leader. It's, it's, it's it is just such, great. It's it's obviously it's not realistic. If you met Bray Wyatt or Husky Harris as whatever his real name is, which I don't know, but if you met him, he's probably nothing like that. You know, as far as that cult leader type guy, but damn, he's believable. I mean, this is probably the most believable character they've had in years outside yeah. of CM Punk, who legitimately is straight edge. You know mm. what I mean? It's just, damn, it's good. He is Wyndham Rotunda. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Mike Rotunda's uh, uh, son. Wyndham. I forgot well, about that. And I'm assuming the Wyndham is from uh, Barry Wyndham. Yes. Because they're friends of the family there, right. you know. But, man, he is just so good at, it, it like, draws you in. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm not a very, you know, uh, I don't get influenced by a lot of things. I think I might join his cult, though, if yeah. you came up to me. I really I'd follow might. the buzzards. I really think I might. I would, I would obey. And that kind of scares me. Yeah. But, man, what a great well, promo. we'll talk later. Right. It just Don't What a great worry. promo. It, the only thing that concerns me is he's still talking about Kane. So are they not going to do anything with him until Kane comes back? Yeah, I don't I, – I would think um, – Because you have to have him in the ring. Yeah, I guess maybe Kane's coming back faster than we imagine. And I mean, it is a WWE movie. Yeah, it doesn't maybe, take that long. Maybe they just use this Kane to further along – the character while he's maybe doing a smaller thing. Right. But his next big, big thing will probably be with the returning Kane, unless Kane's on the side of them. Who knows? Yeah. It, it just, it, there's so many great possibilities they have with the storyline and with his work that I'm yeah, wide open right now. Yeah. Where it, they could go with this. I mean, yeah. He could go and attack Undertaker, which, you know, or he could go and attack just anyone. You know what I want him to do? Go attack tons of funk and change them up. I'm telling, well, you know, ruin them. You know how I think. Get Brodus Clay and Sweet Tea on your side. Right. And you know how I think that they should be doing this is like a cult. Yeah. And I think they need to get rid of these wrestling gimmicks. Yeah. And Kane is no longer Kane. Glenn he's been, Jacobs. He's been burned in yeah. the fire. He's yeah. Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. You know, Brodus Clay isn't tons of fun. He's, he's really Brodus who is, Clay, yeah, whatever Brodus his Clay. real name is. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Albert, whatever his real name is. Yeah. I mean, right. imagine them with, I mean, so you've got four big dudes, and even Kane, you've got five, five big monstrous dudes coming around doing All your bidding for you. All following yeah. Bray Wyatt. Mm. I mean, if you get this ball rolling as the cult thing, which we're still in PG era. Right. So it's going to be a long shot for them to really get momentum because every time they do, Vince or whoever it is in yeah. charge goes, wait go a minute. You can't go too over the top. Right. Yeah. You can't go real cult because they tried that, if you remember, with Straight Edge Society and yeah. CM Punk. And CM Punk was like relishing in the moment of them calling you know getting called the devil and all that which people will do because there's still a lot of people who it's still real to them damn it yeah and you know we'll get a little offensive so but man if you could use this momentum and, and change from pg to at least pg 13 oh my god this is great this is my favorite thing in pro wrestling like i said i, I agree with you too i i'm it's it's got so much potential that it just it it almost hurts me because I would just want like every time I've seen him like what's gonna happen it's gonna be great something's big gonna happen and I'm just like anticipation right. when, I, when I know a Bray Wyatt thing's coming up I'm yes. Like, yes, yes 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 yeah it's great and you know like you said with his promos uh, off air they have double meanings yeah I mean there's just so many layers right oh. one of my favorite TV shows of all time until the very final episode was Lost. Where everything had a double meaning, and yeah. that made me intrigued because not only do you get the face value of, and in this case, a match, you're getting so much more, and you're rewarded for being interested in the character. Right. So it's great. It's phenomenal. Well, moving on for time's sake, we get Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton, where Rhodes must win or he's fired is the it's what we've been led to, to think. I mean, they didn't come right out and say it, but they kind of alluded to that. Right. Um, they show a bunch of superstars and he was watching in the back. Um, Heels and baby faces, yeah, which I thought uh -huh. was cool. Um, I didn't notice in this match, Randy Orton has really learned how to play to the crowd nowadays. You know, when he was, mm -hmm. when he had him down and he was like getting ready to, 
to go into his Viper, mm-hmm. pounding the the mat thing. He was looking at the crowd. He's like, "Come on, yeah, come on, help get him. up, come yeah. on, help come him, come on." Yell the for stuff your Randy hero. Orton, the stuff Randy Orton used to not do so well. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, he's really learned how to work up a crowd and play to them. Yeah, I, I, yell I, for your hero. Tell him to yeah. get up. You know, I like that. Um, a lot of good crowd involvement in this one, and a lot of good spots. I mean, Cody looked good in this match. Yeah, looked like he could hold his own against Randy Orton. And it's great that these two guys could work together as far as a. If you win, you're fired, which is very important for that character. Yeah, because these two, these two guys obviously know each other oh, better yeah. than anyone else, probably yeah. on the roster. So it was good that they could have such a good quality match because of the importance this is for Cody Rhodes. Well, uh, Randy gets the win after managing to hit the RKO, and he wins clean. And I like that they're still having Heels the heel win clean yeah. win clean because you know you could have done the Triple H grabs Cody's leg, he looks RKO. Yeah. That's it. But man, you're you're making this dominant champion. Yes, you know. So I like that. Yeah, you're good. validating Randy Orton as a champion. As a champion. Yes. So well, so good. now, you know, just days before the wedding, is Cody about to get fired? Mm-hmm. Well, Triple H comes out and he starts saying, "Man, I, congratulations for fighting with so much heart, and that you know I really respect you, but this is a business, and, and I got to have winners because I, I can't let my personal feelings get in the way of decisions, and yeah, yeah I got to have winners at the end of the day, and." Yeah, and he looked reluctant to do it, but he's like, Cody, you're fired. Right, yeah. And then kind of like walked out and looked back like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Man. Sorry, hey, bud. Hey, yeah. I mean, they're doing this really well with the villains, but it's, hey, man, I'm so sorry. My hands are tied. Yeah. I really have to do this, or I really can't you know, let you do that or yeah. whatever it is. It, it's really done well because – you just think, you asshole. Yeah. You don't have to fire him. Fire this but, guy. You came up with this. Right. Thing. But yeah. as he's cutting the promo, you're like, well, damn, maybe. No. Yeah. Come on. Oh, you did yeah. it. You know? You so did it. They're doing really well with uh, the, the reluctant villain almost. And not to ruin anybody that might still be real for, damn it. Uh, Cody Rhodes is getting married in right. real life. And he did request time off a couple of weeks for honeymoons and that kind of things. And they this had been planned before. I think this storyline came into thing. So it worked out well. And it's going to work out well for Cody Rhodes when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to have to be a storyline. And I can only imagine it's going to be against Triple H and what's good for business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We get the CM Punk promo for his response to what happened last week. With the vicious beatdown that he suffered from Paul Heyman and Curtis Axel. And this one was centered around, I promise. He says, it's not something I you know, I go around doing. I don't promise people things, but I promise no more empty threats. I promise no more talking because I'm finding it hard to come up with what I'm supposed to say next. I just want to fight. Right. Yeah, I like this. And yeah, it was a cool promo about not really wanting it to be a promo. You know, when he did the the rock, you know, your arms aren't going to be long enough when you're boxing with God, that yeah. kind of stuff. That's a great promo. But this one, it was so, I just want to hurt you now. Where yeah. are you? I know you, if I call you out, you still won't come. So where are He was so filled with anger that it was believable. I like know? that he even got a call to action in there. He says, if you order Night of Champions on pay-per-view, right. you're going to see a side of CM Punk that you've never seen before. And I can't promise you that it's a side you're going to like. Still the promising right. angle going on. Oh, man. Great. And now he says, Heyman said last week that I broke his heart and Night of Champions. I'm going to break his face. Yeah. I promise. I thought, man, now that's how it's done. And it's really cool, too. I, I really like it when other superstars who have nothing really involved in the storyline put their two cents in. Because if you follow uh, a lot of the guys on Twitter, 
Corey Graves, who's a friend of CM Punk, who's over in NXT, said, I've known Corey Graves for, or he goes, I've known CM Punk for 10 years, and that's the first time I've seen that in a long time. Mm. You don't want to see it. And so it just helps the the storyline with, yeah. like, well, this guy has nothing yeah. involved with it, and Why, he's, he's not even being saying, told to do this right, thing. he's not being told to do this, and he's even saying, oh, God, Punk is, you know, a madman right now. So I love when they are able to do those kind of things to make you more interested in seeing the match. So, like I, and like I said off air, CM Punk, honestly, in my book, if he goes another six months, and I don't know why I chose six months, but if he goes a little bit longer with these phenomenal, great promos, man, he might be number one in my book. And that might be something we you know talk about later yeah, in a debate, special yeah, segment. But, but man, Definitely he, top five promo cutters easy, of all time. Easy. If not top three, top one. Something. Oh, I mean, man. he's on another level right now with help from Paul Heyman. It takes two to get right. that out of you. Yeah. And Paul Heyman's promos are in a class of their own as well. But, man, yeah, these two if guys. Anything, on cutting a promo who's best in the world or best in history, that might be somebody he has to go up against. Right. Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, man, these two guys in their prime as far as promos and storyline telling goes, it's just phenomenal. Well, moving on, we get Daniel Bryan in the back in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And Big Show comes in. He tells him, look, man, I don't want to do this, but I'm under a lot of pressure, you know. And Bryan tells him, you know, with all due respect, I don't care what you want. I have to do what I got to do. And Big Show says, you know, I'm in a no-win situation. And he says, yeah, I agree with you because – Tonight, I'm going to beat you just like I did to win my first world title, which was a good snap moment. I was like, yeah. And here it is again. I don't – there isn't – there hasn't been anything explained to us on why it's so difficult for Big Show to do this. Yeah. Even Daniel Bryan's going, look, They were never buddies. Up. They were yeah, never they were never tag champs. They were, yeah. If it was Kane, I would be more apt to believe – it's hard for him to beat up Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But even, for God's sakes, Kane and Daniel Bryan leading up to SummerSlam wrestled against each other. You know what I mean? So, Big Show, what the hell? I think it's overacting, and I think he's going to turn heel, and they're going to use all this crying stuff, and it was all crying to yeah. get you baited yeah. in, and I turned. Whatever. It's just, it makes no sense. Even if you just, you know, uh, if you... Get rid of reality for a second yeah. and understand that pro wrestling is real. Right. It still makes no damn yeah, sense on sense. why he doesn't have or why he has such a problem wrestling, straight wrestling, I don't know. Daniel Bryan. Well, we move on. We get Natalia versus Naomi versus Brie Bella in a Divas title number one contenders match. And AJ Lee comes out for commentary, mm-hmm. which is always good. Uh, I don't know if you got the wedgie alert. Mm-mm. Natalia went to throw Brie out of the ring and gave her a stage five wedgie ass cheeks hanging out. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a thong on her all of a sudden. It was quick. I, right. And the camera was good about, you know what I mean? Like, Getting it off, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the crowd was like, whoa! Right. I mean, like, because she's kind of, like, leaning over and she goes to kind of grab her by the trunks, you know? Mm-hmm. And she pulls it, I mean, just straight up, I mean, five alarm wedgie. This thing was bad. So, I mean, it might have hurt, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, like, legitimately. <laughs> yeah. Which well, would explain later. Go ahead. Well, AJ Lee interrupts the match, and all the Divas attack her. I mean, just start putting the boots to her. Here's the thing I noticed. Because they would shoot to Brie a lot, who looked like she had a bloody lip. Yeah. Do you think they were really shoot? I don't know, man. I mean, because, yeah, AJ Lee kind of stayed down for a while. And I think she, I mean, it looked like Brie, to me, yeah. wasn't throwing pro wrestling punches. It was throwing real punches. And remember from the stiff. promo, 
you know, yeah. they were yelling at her as if it was real. I got a receipt cashed. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking uh-huh. that's what that was because I remember watching it live going, damn, I think they're really punching each other. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've seen a girl fight on WWE. Well, so what we don't get is, an, is a uh, winner, mm-hmm. and they don't announce anything, which comes into play later, and I'll just go ahead and say it now because it was footage from while we were at break. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie McMahon tells the Divas that at Night of Champions – AJ Lee will face Brie, Natalia, and Naomi in a fatal four-way for the Divas title. So that's pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I think – I don't know. I hope it's a good match. I hope – you know, you, you alluded to uh, 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 Dolph Ziggler and uh, Dean Ambrose as the kickoff show. Hopefully mm-hmm. this is it because this – Yeah, cares? well, but you need a pee break. And they that's generally true. do the Divas matches for the pee break. That's but, true. Well, we get Damian Sandow versus Rob Van Dam. Uh, you know, Ricardo Rodriguez announces RVD. Sandow starts off in control, but RVD manages to get some quick offense in. And uh, ADR music hits, and he stands at the top of the ramp while the match continues. Uh, the crowd chants USA a bunch of times. Thought that was good. Mm-hmm. You know you're in Iowa. Uh, RVD hits five-star frog splash, gets the pin. They kind of have a stare down with ADR, and that's really it. We don't get much out of this. Good. Not a whole lot, a whole lot of storyline. To know. be honest, good, because... It would just be a waste because I feel like this match ne- this match needs to happen on Raw or SmackDown, you know? Yeah. Well, we move on. We get Cody Rhodes being escorted out of the building. And uh, I caught some of the audio of this because um, Josh Matthews asked him for any parting words. And he kind of says, parting words? And he's you like, want man, something? he's yeah. like, my dream, my, my whatever, you know, is you're going to fire me because of stupid stipulation. And then he says this, which I thought was really kind of interesting, kind of seemed a little real to me. Mm-hmm. I I shouldn't be surprised because for over two decades, for over two decades, the McMahons have hated the roads. My dad set Florida on fire. He was a Hall of Famer. He shows up here. They put him in polka dots and they make him dance. My brother was a second generation stud, the natural, and I loved him. And they put him in gold paint and he has never been the same. And me, I have a wife to provide for now, Josh. The uh, the thing about his dad and his brother is what that really was got good. Me. Yeah, I got a wife. Shut up. Yeah, like come on, okay. it's not kids. They didn't like. I mean, Triple H did that to you. Right, the Mans didn't do that yeah, to you. Yeah. But kind of some truth maybe to what I mean. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they hate the roads, but you know, Vince does not like anything that he did not create. Right. And right? Dusty Rhodes was not something he created. Right. And so that's why so here you are, he had uh, polka dots and dance. Which, if you saw in the crowd, someone uh, paid yeah. tribute to it and actually dressed up like yeah. that, which you never really see. You usually see the Macho Mans and the Hogans and the Flares and maybe an Undertaker. You yeah. don't see Dusty Rhodes. So and there credit is some, to that fan. There is some storyline, too, that Goldust thing. I don't think it's something he absolutely wanted to do. Mm-mm. And um, they kind of pressured him into it. And mm-hmm. at the time, he was getting into drugs and that really kind of sent him into a downward like depression and drugs. And he talks about that in his book, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's some truth here. And the believability of him saying that, because when he said they put him in gold paint and he's yeah. never been the same since, you you could hear the the, the heartbreaking yeah. realism that was for Cody to, to bear. So yeah. I really liked it. He cut that promo really good. The only part was I got a wife to provide for. It. She's yeah. an adult. Right, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But you're yeah. – you're, a, a gorgeous guy, right. or whatever age, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. Go to TNA. Yeah, your former, well, your <laughs> yeah. former uh, tag team partner just took yeah. an executive position with a website. You'll make, you'll yeah, get yeah. some work. Go to Trust TNA. Me. Yeah, go to if TNA. Anything else, right? But if he would have said kids, I think it would have been more believable, which yeah. I don't think he has any. No. But other work. than that, it was a great promo and one of the 
promos for him that I think we'll look back at and say, like, this storyline, this angle got him to main event status. Yeah, I, because when he comes back, like you said, it has got to be a storyline for it. He's got to mm-hmm. earn his way back in somehow. Right. So uh, Yeah. I think they'll add to the corporation thing. I yeah. think he'll say, I took the money to get the job. I have a yeah, wife. He's got to be he's he's go gotta, heel again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for another face or another mm-hmm. run. Well, we get an announcement that Edge is back on Raw next week. Now, it is in Canada from what I right. what I read, but he's going to have to cut a promo on somebody, and I can only think it's going to be about this uh, business angle, right? I mean, oh, what yeah. else could he have to talk about? I think that, yeah, and I think then someone will put the – Put the boots to him. Maybe he gets an RKO. Maybe he. This, this was what I thought of. Yeah, Randy, is, they've got that history. The rated RKO, and I think Edge will probably walk backstage or even out in the ring yeah. and say, "Randy, Dude, what are you doing? You were the Viper. You stood yeah. on your own two feet. We, you know, we dominated, and now look at you." And then I think Triple H will say, "You don't know what you're talking about." RKO. Edge is out. Edge, man, it's such a shame that he had a ghost because I can only imagine what he'd be doing right now. You know. He could probably be in that Daniel Bryan storyline. Yeah, Edge was great. Man. Yeah. Damn. Well, uh, we get the big show in Daniel Bryan, and they make everyone at the top of the ramp to watch the match again. Is that going to be a running thing? I think it might. Um, big show is pleading with Bryan out to this. He says, look, man, if you just leave, I don't got to do this, man. I don't want to do this to you. They're making me do this. Which, this part, I kind of, I mean, I get that in the storyline. Right. Just don't cry while you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, man, get off me. Hey, man, yeah. I don't want to do this. Hey, man, yeah. but not... <laughs> well, and then so Brian finally, you know, prideful, he, he attacks him. Uh-huh. And Show shoves him off, and he says, calm down. You know what I mean? And he starts putting it to him, and so he starts... Big Show's got to fight back. And he snaps. He says, all right, I told you not to make me do this. He starts throwing him around. The problem I have is then he goes back to... Man, stop, man. Once you snap, snap. Right. Go. Snap. Yeah, go all in. Well, eventually, after this flip-flops back and forth a couple times, uh, Big Show's about to hit him with the WMD... And he, man, I don't want to do this. And he starts to leave the ring. Just done with this. Right. And Triple H comes out. and No. Get back in the ring. You're going to do this. Think about your family. All that. Yada, yada. Shield come in. They start attacking Daniel Bryan. Set him up. Set up Bryan. They get, uh, I think even Stephanie McMahon came out. Mm-hmm. Forced Show to get back in the ring. And they're telling him, you hit him. You hit him now. Mm-hmm. You do it. No, I don't want to do it. You know? You're doing it. Right. And Big Show finally cold cocks him with the WW, or WMD, you know, for fear of being fired. And then uh, Randy Orton comes out, stands tall over him. Which, I, my favorite part of that whole main event angle was Randy Orton standing over him like, ha, yeah. I'm still the man and the you're not. Head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. part where I don't like this is, well, two parts. One, I, like we've been mentioning this entire time, uh, the the crying has to go. Yeah. It's, it's not called for. And two... Daniel Bryan beats John Cena clean uh-huh. in your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Uh, he ran that three-man gauntlet. Ran yeah, the three-man yeah. gauntlet. Almost beat the Shield all by himself, but now he struggles with the Big Show. Now, I understand Big Show is seven foot, 500 pounds, yada, 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 but he's not in the title picture, mm-hmm. so he shouldn't theoretically shouldn't struggle. Shouldn't be this insurmountable. Right, yeah, it shouldn't right. be this hard for him to beat the big show. No, yeah. man, he's he, really, he's your champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So he should beat him. Yeah, you should. CM Punk beat big show. Why can't Daniel Bryan? You know, it, that was the only part where I was like, ah, you're making your number one contender look like, you know, a mid-carter. Yeah. So uh, We got some good storyline progression, especially with Cody Rhodes. Good that, angle. 
He'll be gone for a while, but I think yeah. when he comes back, this is going to do Obviously, well in my book, Bray Wyatt's promos are just amazing. It doesn't really do anything, but it's just fun to see. Yeah. But Cody Rhodes and then the AJ Lee, I really think that was a shoot real receipts. Yeah. yeah. And so that made me interested. Yeah, because uh, Bree did look pissed yeah, when she was leaving. Yeah, both of them looked really upset. So those two were my highlights of the night. So we'll see where it goes from here, but I'm definitely interested in Cody Rhodes, and, and I want to see these girls because I think they're really going to punch each other. And I want to see a real fight. A real cat fight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah like a cat fight. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about what happened on SmackDown a couple nights prior uh, on the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network. You suck. You suck. You suck. When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein, weekdays 8 to 11 on your new home for sports, FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Time to whoop some ass. One of the best pro wrestlers ever, and one of the best podcasts ever, too. Seriously, Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin podcast. I think it's just the Steve Austin show. I don't yeah, think it's the yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think it's just Steve Austin show. And, God, he gets all the big names. And his stuff with Ric Flair and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and Diamond Dallas Page is great. If you haven't listened to it, definitely give it a listen. Uh, I would start off with the Flair stuff because that will get you hooked. And then work your way back. That's what I did. I keep saying I'm going to do it. And then, like, even today, I mowed the lawn, which, you know, mm-hmm. I feel pretty manly when you do that. Yeah. You know, mow the lawn. Right. Um, and not in, like, a sexual innuendo and, like, no. mow the lawn. You just feel I'm like a man. Mow the lawn. Um, I even was like, oh, man, I don't have any good podcasts to listen to. And I picked something else. And then, like, later I was like, but damn it. I yeah. should have got that Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah Steve like, Austin oh. is really good. Very, very uh, well made and and well produced for a pro wrestling podcast he has other people on there he's had like some fighters chael sonnen and josh barnett who have pro wrestling backgrounds or interests and then he's had guys like jay moore so it's not all pro wrestling but right. it's 98 percent pro wrestling yeah that's good man steve austin um well he's uh, if you watch his dvd too like like people like the guy right like yeah. he would hang out yeah, at yeah. The, end of the shows and they would make those like a. Uh, on that part of the DVD, I don't know if you saw that, where he would just hang out after the shows yeah, for like just, hours. Yeah, and just drink, drink beer. And just just, make fun of people and yeah. stun people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine, like, that's the feel of it. Just, like, mm-hmm. hanging out. Hey, it man, is. It Austin, is. Man. Yeah, he's just hanging out. God damn. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, his Ric Flair uh, interview, they're just sitting at the Marriott Hotel, and even during the interview, they get beer delivered, and you can hear, like, the knock yeah, the yeah. knock on the door, yeah. and like you hear him opening the beer. <laughs> so cool, you yeah. know what I mean? So anyhow. But. Come on in, have a beer. I want to feel like, I can just picture him like with some bellhop. He's like, no, sit down and have a beer. Right. Yeah, I said sit down and have a beer. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Sit down. Well, SmackDown, coming out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City SmackDown. I thought this was a really great town to do Raw in. I felt yeah. like Smack da- or SmackDown really. Well, you know what really- happens then, then we get the Raw roulette. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, it just, I feel like... Uh, SmackDown doesn't deserve Las Vegas. Maybe that's just me. Well, yeah, because it is one of the bigger cities. Right. You, know? yeah. you, know? you don't do Madison Square Garden with Sunday Night Smackdown. Heat yeah, or, yeah. or your SmackDown. But you don't? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we get Miz TV with the big show and Dolph Ziggler. Well, Miz is pulling a Randy Orton special. Mm-hmm. 
You know, no pants. No pants. No pants. Now, they even alluded to this later, and it kind of made me angry because, uh, well, we'll just get into it. But they discuss Monday night's occurrence of Triple H banning uh, the three of them from helping Daniel Bryan under fear of being fired. Uh, Big Show says it's one of the toughest things I've ever had to do in my career. Really? Talk to Dolph. I can't do it. Talk to Dolph. I like how Dolph plays this off with like, oh, you can't even speak your mind here. Yeah, like yeah. that's how you're supposed to be doing this. Yeah, Dolph is like, you know what? Just have someone else talk because yeah. if I say yeah. something, it's just well. Be... Dolph, he was like, just I mean, let's just let Big Show finish his thought. Right, <laughs> that yeah. Was funny. yeah, he's just like let yeah. someone and else. Big Show it's... even looks at him like, what? <laughs> like, right, hey, yeah. Man. yeah. Um, so they're clearly still afraid to speak out, and then uh, Miss starts to speak. He's like, you know, I've never been one to buy my tongue, and then we get Triple H music to interrupt. Well, uh, he tells Miss that he could finish his thoughts. You know, you were saying, and Miss doesn't say anything. You know. And uh, Triple H asks why he's not in his usual suit, you know, but instead he's wearing his gear. And this is where it gets me angry because Miz didn't think he had a match. You know what I mean? But he does say, well, you never know when a fight's going to break out. You've never done this before. You've always done Miz TV in the suit. Yes, you have. So this was planned. And the problem is, like, you know, he eventually tells him, you know, well, we'll get into it further here. So he says, uh, Miz says, you know, well, since you're on my show, can I ask you a question? And Triple H says, no, no, you may not. You know? Which is so smug. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's just Matter of great. Fact, yeah. No. no. Yeah, you can't. No. No. Well, he says he doesn't know why everyone's taking this to the, the Daniel Bryan route and making it personal. Like, I just don't get it. You know, like, why are you doing this? I lo- like I said about the Raw breakdown, I just love this heel where it's like, hey, guys, I'm your friend. Just yeah. stop being idiots. Yeah. Like, he's blaming them. He's like, I'm not yeah, trying look, I'm to not hate trying you. To, yeah, you guys are making a big deal out of right, this. Yeah. And he looks, says, look, I'm not even such a bad guy. I'll prove it. Look, Miz, you haven't been in the title scene forever. I'm going to give you a shot at Randy Orton. Which is such you know? a backhanded yeah. compliment. You yeah. haven't had the belt in yeah, forever. forever. Yeah. You know? yeah, well, so, and he's like, and Dolph, you know, the shield beat you down. You know, I know you want some revenge. I'm going to give you a chance for revenge. You can take the shield on a three-on-one handicap match. You get your revenge. You know, and then a big choice says, I'm going to give you the night off. I want you to sit there at the announce table, and I want you to watch every single thing that happens in this ring tonight, and I want you to do absolutely nothing about it. So, Big Show's pissed. We're setting the table here. Mm-hmm. We're going to see some beatdowns. Big Show can't do anything. It was pretty good, though. I liked the way they were playing that up, but this is what angered me. Miz didn't know there was a match. You know, he was going to have a match tonight. You put him in this match, and you don't even – the match is next – but you started after a break. You could have been in a suit, could have went to the back, right? changed, mm-hmm. came back out, or wearing your gear under the suit, ripped the suit off in the back, come back out. Right. Like, you you, you kind of shot yourself in the foot on this one. Yeah, I mean, hell, when Paul Heyman cut that one promo on Punk and was like, and after this commercial break, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you could have done that, yeah. you know? But, I mean, whatever. Well, whatever. So we get the Miz and Randy Orton, and it's a good match. I mean, Miz looked good, and he's... Gets the better Randy Orton, but the Shield music hits, and they come walking down the aisle. Uh, the match continues with them at ringside, blocking anyone that might come down from the ramp, right? The way what they've been doing for a while. Uh, Big Show still watching there from the table. He's unable to help. Uh, this There's a lot of near falls. Crowd's really into this match. This Las Vegas crowd was good. Mm-hmm. I like this match. But Orton gets RKO in the pin, and the Shield come in and start putting the boots to miss. Right. You know, and Big Show can't do anything about it. But one the, the aspect I liked again, Randy Orton won clean. Yes. The Shield didn't go in and do anything nope. or or distract him. I mean, I guess it was kind of a distraction, but they really were walking towards the ring to look backstage. They really weren't interested in the match per se. So it was good as far as that goes. Uh, and Randy Orton wins clean. I like that. I like that you're building this heel, 
and he's legitimate badass. I like that. Well, as they're putting the boots to the Miz, Daniel Bryan comes out to the rescue, swinging a steel chair with reckless abandon, and he connects hard with the back of Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Rollins mm-hmm. was even like, damn it! Right. Like, I mean, he, was, he was not feeling good. And, I mean, the crowd chimes in, thunderous round of yes chants. I mean, this is one of the louder ones we've gotten even. Isn't he from Vegas? Is he from Vegas? I think no, he's, he's from, from Vegas. Aberdeen, Washington. Oh, that's right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yep, yeah, you're thinking of Ryback. Maybe that's from what Vegas. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so Orton and Shield retreat up the ramp. So, but that was good. Now, while I was looking away because they're doing their commercial breaks, I hear Ole, 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 and I'm thinking it's it's fucking El Generico, man. Mm-hmm. Nope, Los Matadores. Which, and like you said. After you said it, now I can't get it out of my mind when I see them. They don't even do the promo like they're doing it over a green screen. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, it's like it's not so even, stupid. I, I got a, and you know uh, they were talking about this on uh, the AllWrestling.com Weekend Review, and and they thought maybe this might be a comedic kind of an angle. We don't know yet, so maybe we shouldn't rush to judge it yet. We don't know how this is going to play out when they finally come out, but it's time. I'm tired of seeing the. Oh, I've been tired. Like, let's let's get it moving. Let's see Los Matadores. After the and, first one, I was done. Yeah. So, well, we get um, Vicky Guerrero in the back fuming, and she's not on the phone. Because her friends and colleagues and business partners have respect. They know she's working. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Daniel Bryan comes back and says, oh, you, you were looking for me? And she starts berating him. And calls him a bully. And she says, you know, in my world, he who bullies gets bullied back. Q. Ryback. Ryback. And Ryback says if there's one thing the big guy can't stand, it's a bully. And then he tells him, see you out there, shrimp. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he's great right now. Although when they cut to him, it, it looked like he couldn't decide on whether to be mean or to be a bully. Like he had like a half smile, half like yeah. a mean well, face. Well, he does you know? that like, hey. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> like that whole, I like that when he looks at it and he's like right. proud of himself and he right. kind of chuckles. He's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I like good. that a lot. Yeah. Very good. Well, then we get uh, Rob Van Dam versus Damian Sandow. And, uh, you know, RBD announced by Ricardo Rodriguez, of course. In a t-shirt. I don't like him in a t-shirt. Yeah, it doesn't look I mean, right. it makes sense with RVD. You know what you need to do? Get rid of him? No. Uh, what? Go get an airbrushed suit. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> right? That'd be cool. You know what I mean? I, then you're playing the role. You got the right. suit, you're the personal ring announcer, bow tie, even have the bow tie, like airbrushed, you know, with a big uh, yin yang symbol in the middle. Mm-hmm. Of it. Oh, that's stupid. Well, it's better than the Mad Ox. Well, no. No. <laughs> you think the Mad Ox? I'd like to see Mad Ox versus RVD in it, or against Ricardo Rodriguez in an airbrushed suit. Yeah, that would be uh-huh. good. That yeah. screams money. That's mania main event right there, man. <laughs> right. Yes, it is. Well, Sandow, I like he's still handcuffing the case to the ring, so we get that. Uh, you know, the match, kind of throwaway, um, you know. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about Raw. So, Cody Rhodes gets fired, but Damian Sandow e- either doesn't watch the show or is afraid of everyone, but he handcuffs the, the um, suitcase on Raw after Cody Rhodes gets fired. Why? Cody's fired. <laughs> Very astute of you. <laughs> so, yeah, either you're well, not watching. Just the fear that anybody else. I, I that. think that's what he's now going with. Yeah. But I thought, like, well, Cody's the one that you think might steal it, but now Cody's fired, so you don't need to do this. So, anyway. Well, well, we get ADR comes out, and he cuts a pretty decent promo. I'm liking this heel promo, and I've yeah. got the audio here. On we'll SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, on SmackDown here. RBD, you are the number one contender for my World Heavyweight title. 
But how did you get that opportunity? Because of that fracasado cero a la izquierda that is standing next to you. He betrayed me. He betrayed his own people, my people, the Latinos. But RBD, just remember this. When you sleep with that dog, you get fleas. Los perros te dan pulgas, RBD. And you think, just because you're a stupid RBD chant, these people is going to cheer for you? RBD, you might have your rolling thunder, but I'm going to make it rain all over your parade. At Night of Champions, you'll see who the real champion, el verdadero campeón del mundo, is. Alberto Del Rio. I don't know why sleeping with a dog will get you fleece. <laughs> I don't understand. It's a, it's a fleece, you know, the the uh, the, the yeah. really cool stuff that's coming out this winter right. from J.C. Penny. Right. The fleece. Fleece. <laughs> you get the fleece. Um, good, though. I like that line. You yeah. sleep with a dog, you get fleece. That was good. And just, I mean, it felt like a good heel promo. Like It was me. a very good heel promo, and it was the first thing in this program that made you go, oh, cool. Yeah, hey. Hey, could yeah, be something, hey. but then, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not in- interested in in this. I'm really not. And I think it's just it doesn't resonate with me. It's not there. It doesn't pop. There's nothing really catching. There's nothing catching there with me that makes me go, "Oh, I want to see this." It's just okay. Yeah. I think they need I you know, when Sheamus got hurt, I thought it was great for his career. I think that needs to help happen to Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, that could help too. Because just Come go back, away, reinvent yourself a little bit. Yeah, maybe, go yeah. away for a while, because man, you're just stale. And I'm, and I hate that because he's a really good wrestler. He cuts really good promos. I've just seen everything he could do. I think. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take another break. Finish this SmackDown talk up later because uh, we gotta do that, man. I gotta get some water. I gotta take a, you know, take a urination. This is what I do, man. You gotta take a urination. This is how I live. It's how I roll. But when we come back, we're going to finish the SmackDown talk on the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, alter ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Breaking down the week's news and rumors. The Spanish Announce Table.
hour number two of the Spanish announce table. I try to fix this broken soundboard that I broke last yeah, week. Yeah, it's still broke. Thanks. Still broke. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there with you. Oh, man. So, um, what were we talking about even, huh? Smackdown. Smackdown. Well, we uh, start getting into some uh, better matches. We get the Shield versus Dolph Ziggler in a three-on-one match. And the Shield, uh, you know, I mean, Dolph Ziggler does what he can, but, you know, he's in there for us to sell. Yeah. To just make it look like these guys are just putting the wood to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, the Shield gets the win after Roman Reigns hits a nasty looking spear on Dolph. Yeah. I thought he literally like snapped his head back on the canvas. Mm-hmm. I thought he really like really got it bad. But uh the Shield stand the ring, they look at Big Show almost begging him to do something about it too. I mean they're they're like holding Dolph in the ropes like come on. Come on Big Show, what you mm-hmm. do help him out. Come I think on. they even hold his head up as if yeah. he's like, you know, one of the deers that just got shot. You know, yeah. the deer that gets yeah. shot and they like hold it in like as a like a trophy, you know? They even did that with them, which I thought was great because Dolph can sell anything. And so that was a little good touch that they used. So I like yeah. that part, too. So then we get a triple powerbomb, the signature triple powerbomb from uh, the Shield to Dolph Ziggler. And Big Show's standing there. Man, I can't do anything. Yeah, and I like the, the, the part where uh, the Shield grabs uh, Dolph Ziggler's head as if he's a deer trophy. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And just holds him up there. Yeah, like, Don't you want to help this guy out? You know, it was really a, a good touch that they added as, you know, being more villains, more heels. Yeah, I liked it. Well, so we get Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman uh, cutting a promo. Uh, and Axel says Heyman pulled off one of the bravest acts any man could muster last Monday. Uh, and then they continue to show Punk getting whipped with the kendo stick. That's the bravest act. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, so uh, Paul Heyman says he's not sorry about any of his actions. He asks, what do they expect him to do after they voted him into that situation? Uh, he says Punk should still be worshiping him like the god he is. Huh? Stealing a line from uh, JBL. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he's afraid. He tells Axel, I'm man enough to admit it. I'm afraid of Punk getting his hands on me. He says, you know, because... You know, what happens when he gets hands on me? You won't see me again. Right. But that fear is CM Punk's worst enemy. Because if he's done all that he's done to Punk out of fatherly love, imagine what he'll do when he's legitimately like afraid of getting mm-hmm. beaten, you know? Mm-hmm. This is a good promo. I even wrote as down, always. as always, yeah. from the man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, these guys are just so great together. They're just. Yeah. I think they can continue this, honestly, on and off for years. Anytime I feel like there's a down moment in WWE, they could spark this storyline right back up. You know what I mean? It can go away and come back. You know, Punk could go for the title after he loses the title because Paul Heyman cost him the the championship. Boom, now he's back into that storyline. You could go on because they're they're timeless with promos. And Punk, as far as right now, is timeless in the ring. He's going at a rate that can't be touched. So. These guys are great. Well, after that, we get, uh, oh, probably match of the year candidate. Tons of Funk versus Harper and Rowan. <laughs> yes. Tons of Funk bringing it. Uh, this was a squash match. Here's my thing, too. Tons of Funk. They came out with the Funkadelics, right? Or Funkadelics? Funkadactyls. Funkadactyls, whatever. Funkadactyls. Whatever. My fucker. <laughs> Here's my thing. Why, do, why, do, why doesn't uh, Tons of Fun come out with them when the girls are wrestling? 
Mm. What the hell? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. That they do that. But, I mean, whatever. That's all I think of now when I hear tons of funk. <laughs> I still remember, uh, it's right here in Kansas City. Uh, this is before it was tons of funk, and it was just Brodus Clay coming out doing his mm-hmm. Funkasaurus stuff. And, and they went to that part. I'm watching Raw with a buddy of mine. And they do that, and we're standing there like, ah, oh, Jesus. And there's a guy three rows down in front of us, and I don't know. he's He is into this moment. Right. I mean, this is his soul-trained moment. I mean, the guy's like, <laughs> just like, you know that like drunk girl that's like slow dancing even though the song's fast? Right. It's kind of like what he was doing. Right. Right? So they got the funk song, but he's like kind of slow dancing. He's got like, he's kind of fondongling before fondongling right. was there. Just... Uh, an image will th- never be gone from my mind. And that's what Tons of Funk does. They're just there for the in-house uh, arena fans. No. They're there to get taken out by the Wyatt family and join the Wyatt family. I hope. Follow the buzzer. Which is what uh, he yells, Bray Wyatt yells at the end of this match. What I really liked out of this was uh, Luke Harper at the start of the match. He he goes to Rowan and like he's like, keeping Rowan from starting the match. Like, he's, like, shoves him, like, mm-hmm. out, like, no, no, I've got this. Like, right. like protecting them, right, yeah, from you know, this <laughs> from this guy. Like, yeah. I'll handle this. And he squash matches. Really good match, man. Here's the thing. For though, that reason, for it, a squash match. And here's the thing good. with Harper and Rowan that I, you, that I get a little afraid about because you might be rushing a great storyline down the road is Harper and Rowan get so good, they're killing tons of funk, at least in squash matches, you know. Then imagine they're going to move on to – primetime players well then eventually they're going to need a title shot and you still got the belts on the shield shield and i don't want that yet no not yet Uh -uh. so it's it makes me nervous on what they're going to do are they going to continue just doing these squash matches and never you know go for the title or you know so Mm. they're in this weird gray area where it's like they need to look Tough and evil and villains and you know squash matches are great for them, but when you got a tough evil tag team champions in the Shield, yeah, you don't want those two. Yeah, no, you don't want those. The, the, into, you don't want them button heads yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, after that, we get the uh, main event of the evening: the Ryback versus Daniel Bryan. And uh, you know, Daniel Bryan's doing his best against Ryback, but you know, Ryback's a big bad bully. Um, Randy Orton comes out to ringside at some point. He's just standing there watching it with evil eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. just doing his Viper snaking around the ring, you know? Well, Daniel Bryan gets right back in the yes lock, and Orton jumps in to stop it. Uh, he gets Daniel Bryan the win by DQ, but Bryan manages to turn the tide, gets the yes lock on Orton. And this is when the Shield comes in to make the save. Well, the big show jumps in, and the Shield and Orton back off. Like, I mean, instantly they're like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. And, I mean, the Big Show's looking intimidating, like, standing there, right. like, enough is enough, you know? Well, this is when Triple H comes out, and he's screaming for Big Show, get out of the ring. Get out of the ring. Get my bags. Get out of the ring. And the Big Show leaves reluctantly. I mean, he's even crying. He's crying. Crying. This is when the crying really started, even. Right. With SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. Blubbering. I want to help this guy that I have no concern for ever before, ever in the history of this show. Right. But suddenly I'm crying because I want to help him so bad. It makes you think, if I were to just watch, starting with this storyline, I would think Big Show's the number one contender. Daniel yeah, Bryan yeah. is just his little buddy getting beat up. But they 
They're already forgetting their own history. Daniel Bryan beat John Cena yeah. clean in the main event of SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But Big Show now can stop all of this, but he doesn't want to lose his job because he's broke. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Broke. Like our soundboard. Yeah. I mean, I just. Well, the beatdown resumes after the Big Show leaves. And uh, after they're done beating the crap out of Daniel Bryan, the Shield hands Randy Orton a can of spray paint. Which I love. Yeah. It takes me back to of the days of NWO. Yeah. I was, you know, the NO, and I was like, man, yeah. that'd be so cool he if just he just throws the W, w in there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're back. Yeah, you well, know? he spray paints no on, on his chest and stomach. Just big no. Right on Daniel Bryan. And, of course, he stands tall with the title. I mean, this is becoming a theme here. You know what? And off storyline, I wonder if Daniel Bryan is getting pissed. He's like, "Look, guys, I'm getting triple power bombed every damn show. Eventually, let me get something." Yeah, you like, know? come on, right? Yeah, my just... back's gonna only take so much of this. <laughs> well, not man. even that. It's like, damn it, guys. I I, I want to look forward to work. I don't want to look forward to getting slammed by the Shield. And having to look up and see Randy Orton's nuts in my face, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. No, so, uh, I mean, that was SmackDown in a nutshell. It was a quick show, even. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it. Right. You know? I mean, the show was obviously two hours, but, meh. It was good. Serviceable. Yeah. Uh, the good thing that I think that SmackDown is doing, like with the spray paint NO, is it makes you, like we were talking about last week, it makes you want to watch SmackDown. Yeah. It's not diet raw like it like it was when Cena was champion. Yeah. So at least they're they're progressing storylines, original storylines. On SmackDown. On SmackDown. Yeah. We're not having to see raw rebounds and they're re- showing the that's entire true. They're not segments. showing a whole lot of that anymore. And that's, that's what true. I like about it. Yeah. It makes it really... Must watch TV almost. So there is an upside to it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about your favorite. <laughs> and one uh, of our listeners even said, Oh, yeah. His well, favorite. <laughs> when we get into emails later, we're going to break this one down, but we're going to talk some impact wrestling when we come back to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. One zero two five, the fan, the biggest name in KC sports radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is sports radio weekdays eleven till two on FM Sports Radio one zero two five, the fan. My favorite line from him so far in his short career is the Foot Locker promo. Yeah. But can I dance in them? Can I dance in these? <laughs> <laughs> the favorite, most favorite thing I've seen from him was from Total Divas when he kissed his own hand yeah, when he like had the girl's hand. That's oh. not a Fondango. That's him. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Johnny Curtis. That's Johnny Curtis. Yeah. That's I like that. So funny. <laughs> he grabs the girl's hand like he's going to kiss her hand. Yep, no. Kisses his own hand. I hope he gets a storyline because I don't want uh, him to turn into tons of fun. Or tons of funk or tons whatever. Of funk, whatever, fun. Whatever, yeah, whatever. it's not fun. It's not fun. But I don't I don't want him to turn into that. I don't want him to be just a gimmick, doink the clown. Oh, and then we're going to look back and he was just a Dancing with the Stars ripoff. He's way better than that. So I hope he gets some some traction, some some heat, something. Get something behind him to where... 
we want to see him in programs. Yeah, he's better than this at that point, at least the way they're playing it out now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got a win over Jericho at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. forgotten about yeah, almost. Nobody cares. Well, so we got your favorite Impact Wrestling. Oh, I just had the smile on your face right now. I'm frowning. Just, I'm frowning just, because of this. Well, Cleveland, Ohio, the land of Cleve. Cleveland sucks. <laughs> I've never been. But it's I've not Green it's, Bay. Yeah. It's, but, but because well, the TNA was there, it has to suck a little bit. Land of Cleve. So we get aces and eights in ring, and uh, Bully, uh, he says he's in a bad mood, and he wants answers what happened last week to his why his brother's gone. He asks each member. He goes to him. Bischoff. I don't know, man. I, you know what it is. And, Nuxy, he's like Nuxy, you're my muscle man. What's going on here? Bully Ray's great. Like he's amazing. He gets into that character and he's just there. Mm-hmm. You know. And Nuxy's like, hey man, I don't know. I was doing my part. I was taking care of these guys on the outside. You know. Uh, they basically all don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, man. No, I don't know what happened, man. No, play stupid. And Bully decides to say what he really thinks about the whole situation. And you know what it is. It's a disappointment because the reality of things is this. My brother Devon has always been a disappointment. My brother Devon has always been a loser. My brother Devon has always been my co-star and my sidekick. My brother Devon did what I told him to do. I never needed Devon and I never will again. That is why Bully Ray is the best heel in the business right now because he took a potential situation where some people might admire him for his like brotherly love, like he's angry, his brother's gone, and he just shit all over yeah, it. Like, nope. screw him. I watched the guy when they went to Philadelphia, the place where he's worshipped as a god, and he cut the most badass proximity promo off Philadelphia. He's like, I couldn't wait to get out of this place. Right. This stinks. It's terrible. I mean, like, and just got them booing him. The guy can make you boo him. No matter what you think of him. And I think it's more so just him. I mean, if you look at him, he doesn't look like someone you want to be friends with. Yeah, no. I kind of just want to flip him off. You know what I mean? (laughs) Part of it, his accent plays into it. And he knows it, too. That's the thing. He's not one of the guys where it's like, okay, if I start off heel, then I'll turn into a baby face. He goes, no, no, no. I know they hate me. Yeah. And so let's just go with this. Oh, they hate me. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not trying to be cool. He's trying to be a heel, which a lot of guys try to do the rock thing yeah, where cool rock heel, was uh, yeah. yeah the cool heel which turns into a baby face no he's just going straight heel because one he's been in the business for so long and two he gets his character he knows yeah. it inside and out he's amazing he's great he's one of the one of the only reasons why i still watch anything that's not wrestling in tna in tna yeah well he says he doesn't need Devon. He only needs Tito. Teets, as you like to call him. Teets. Yeah. Well, uh he he says, I'm gonna give you your own cut and your own colors to Tito. And this makes Anderson flip a lid. He's like, You freaking mind? Are you out of your freaking mind? You know, I mean Anderson's angry and he's like, What, we don't vote anymore? He's like, We don't vote on things, man. When did that happen? And Bully just gets into him. You better back it down, Mr. Vice mm. President. I mean, puts him in his place. Says, I'm the president, I do whatever I want. I voted on it. You know what I mean? Like, just great. Dictatorship. Yeah. So uh, he gives Tito Devon's old vest. Even, like, rips off Devon's, mm-hmm. like, names strip and, right. like, throws it on throws the ground. On. Yeah. Just great, man. And Bully says, 
Uh, he can't wait to see Hogan later because Hogan's in the building. So he can introduce him to the only Brooke that has ever mattered in his life. Just another great line, man. Mm-hmm. Just great, man. All right, Bully Ray. Just those just uh, those good one-liners that just gets under your skin if you're into the baby face. Yeah. And if you're not, like, honestly, I'm not. Well, right. It just makes you like him more as a, ba- as a heel. Yeah. So it's a great win-win for him, you know. Yeah, I'd like to see him jump ship to the WWE, but he's got a reputation over there as not being easy to work with. I don't like him. Hell, I don't. I think that has to go away. Damn it, he's working with Hulk Hogan for God's sakes, and making that work. And he's working well, with Eric Bischoff. Speak of somebody who's not easy to work with. You're right. That's well, what I'm saying here we have uh, classic TNA. We get a Jeff Hardy backstage promo, and he, Hardy talks about how he had to beat Samoa Joe last year to get into last year's BFG Finals, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, I was desperate, and I had to turn to submission. And luckily, that submission worked. Meanwhile, he's while he's saying that, they're showing a video of that match. And you know what he did? He pinned him. He pinned him. He didn't make him submit. Mm-hmm. He didn't turn to submission. He pinned him. And they showed it in a pre-tape segment. TNA, what are you doing? What are you doing? They don't know. They don't know what, are you what doing? they're doing. That's why they're the ninth As he's best. Saying. <laughs> that's why they're the ninth best TV As wrestling he, show on. As he's TV. saying, I had to turn to submission, and thankfully that submission worked, man. And they show him getting a damn pin on him. I'm like, come on, where's your editing team? You suck. That's terrible. And that's the thing, as far as the editing goes, because when we were talking last week, I think. You had mentioned that Eric Bischoff takes care of the TV, which has always been a strong thing they can rely on. They they don't have WWE quality promos as far as Bray no, Wyatt's but, and editing and stuff, but right. it's always strong. It's always something they can lean on. Yeah. But this, for God's sakes, like you said, they're showing you the crap you don't shouldn't see. Yeah, yeah. like this is bad. Yeah, right. it's just whatever. Well, we get Kazarian versus Jeff Hardy, and it's it's the final matches in the BFG series. You got to get in the top four. They call it must win Thursday. You got to win today. The people up in, in the final four mm-hmm. is it is today. You got to win. You got to get your points necessary. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need. Well, uh, they announced that uh, Hogan had said that if anyone interferes with these matches, they will lose their spot in the BFG. So it's supposed to neutralize the ego, the ego, the extraordinary gentleman's organization. Which that's starting to catch on. Yeah, like I'm it. liking yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Hardy wins after hitting the Swanton. I mean, good match. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, you got Kazarian and you got Jeff Hardy. They're gonna put in a good match, right? I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, TNA, one of the, they're not the best wrestling company as far as straight wrestling matches. But they can go head to head with WWE just straight wrestling. It's everything else they suck at. Yeah. Well, man, they do suck. Well, we get aces and eights in the back, and Bischoff is stunned by Bully's action. I mean, he's like, what is going on? They Him and his brother team for 30 years or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, this is how he treats him? Mm-hmm. And then Anderson asks, hey, what, what did, do we take a vote to not vote anymore? He's like, I don't get it. And even Nux is like, Hey, the voting. He's like, we've always done the vote. We live and die by the vote. We had a vote on you. He's like, I didn't, I didn't think you were the, the deal, but it worked out. The vote works. And so Anderson says, well, we might have to make a vote amongst ourselves, and Bully might not like this vote. So 
We might be seeing aces and eights uh, maybe folding here. Which away from would bullying. be great. I am so exhausted with aces and eights. Yeah. I'm, and one thing that kind of makes me happy is we're seeing less main event mafia. Yeah. Which hopefully that means well, thank God that, that means that's going away. But this needs to go. Yeah. It, I mean, well, main event mafia is only supposed to be there to make sure. So hopefully, if aces and eights goes away, so yeah, do they. Yeah. And hopefully, Magnus can go look. I'm the leader. Follow me in a new faction that I will create, or whatever. Cause, yeah, because the, the, the it's just not, it's not working. It's, it's not, not working. working. Yeah, it's it's, it's it was good in theory, but didn't you know? Didn't nah. didn't resonate. Well, what we get after that is Gail Kim versus ODB in a number one contender for the knockout title. Two out of three falls match, mm-hmm. and this was good. Always is. Yeah. Gail Kim wins the first uh, by submission. Use a mix of the Texas Cloverleaf and the Sharpshooter, and we right. saw this like looked cool. It looked does. like it hurts. Yeah. Well, uh, ODB wins the second fall by a small package pin, and then she wins the third and final fall by a submission with a sharpshooter. So she's now the number one contender for Mickey James' knockout title, which that should be a good, good little, yeah. They're they're divas or knockouts or just women's wrestling, whatever you want to call it, just women's wrestling is better than WWE's as far as uh, wrestling goes, even with less people on it. Yeah, less people, they're better. You know, AJ Lee, I think, is the best women's wrestler there is right now. Yeah. But as far as a group, TNA has them beat hands down. Even in storylines, I think. Well, and where's Mickey James right now, though? Because, like, here's your champ. Mm-hmm. You should be out there saying something. Like, why aren't you having her? I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe that's just because of a maybe she's sick. Maybe she had an obligation to do some signing in a town and couldn't yeah. make it. Something like that. I'm not giving him that much grief. I do agree with you that she should have been there saying, oh, you want my title? Raise it up. Do something. But uh, I'm not going to give him that much grief. But, man, their women's division is great. Well, and speaking of that, we get uh, Velvet Sky, one of my personal favorites. Calm down. Uh, Calm down. Velvet. She's not here. Calm down. <laughs> what is this, Velvet? <laughs> Coming to America. Mm-hmm, yeah, a great movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they ask Velvet about ODB, and she says, oh, yeah, she's got nothing but nice things to say about her. you know." And then they ask her about knockouts, knockdown, which is their knockouts, you know, cheap Pay- pay-per-view. And right. she praises that, says it was great, wonderful, yada, yada. And they ask her, you know, weren't you at Hardcore Justice? And she says, yeah, I've had a lot of personal issues which, from what we said, she had some kind of emergency, like a right. health emergency. Yeah, um, they say, "Oh, is it like a you know relationship emergency, like Chris Saban thing?" And mm-hmm. she says, uh, "I see what you did there. You got me out. Yeah, Chris Saban and I have been dating for a long time. We like to keep the business separate, but you know, I wonder why they pointed this out. I don't know. They're gonna maybe do an angle with these two somehow. Maybe. maybe? I mean, because be interesting. Because here you go. What does Chris Saban do? He ain't got nothing going on. Go away. He was a champ for a second and then disappears. Yeah, I um, yeah. So maybe they'll do something to that because I, I mean, I'm, this is something I've known for a while, right? But they haven't really addressed. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So it'll be interesting if they do it right. They probably won't, but it would be interesting. Well, what gives you that idea? <laughs> Their history. What? What is TNA? Man, it's your favorite, man. No, it's not. Yeah, look, this is what TNA needs. Come in and yeah. shield us from oh this. Oh, my God. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break as the shield saves us. And we'll come back and we'll finish talking about your favorite, the ninth best show in wrestling, <laughs> Impact Wrestling, on the Spanish announce table, TrendingTopicsNetwork.com.
Did you know we've moved? Our new home at TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Bringing you new content like Fight Show Live and the Spanish Announce Table. And the same shows that you've come to enjoy like Old School at the Movies, Trending Mobile Technology, and The Real News. Make sure you check us out every week. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. He's just a sexy boy. And he sang his own music. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah? Yeah, Shawn Michaels, man. One of the greatest of all time. In my opinion, the greatest. The greatest, yeah. Yeah, those days are gone. Now he's a bearded lunatic. He's part of the Wyatt family walking around. <laughs> oh, man. Years of getting dumped on your head, dude. Funny things to him, man. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Well, we get uh, a Robert Rude, Christopher Daniels backstage promo. They're talking about their uh, upcoming matches. Daniels is mad about Aries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to go talk to him. Well, we see Austin Aries in the back being interviewed by JB. And he's asking why he turned down Ego. And Aries says, you know, and, you know it's, I, it's about myself. You know, like, that's all I need. He's like, I turned down Main Event Mafia. You know, they offer me the same thing. So, um, well, Daniels interrupts, and they start getting into it. And like Daniels said, he's going to go out there and knock him flatter than Miley Cyrus's ass. Yeah? <laughs> Daniels is great, man. We need he's more awesome. Daniels. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's he's definitely one of the uh, reasons you, you hope that TNA will turn it around because he gives you the, that hope in his promos and in-ring well, work. And you know you're not going to see him on the other roster if they fold and buy out the... Right, yeah, he's 43. So. He ain't going to go over there. Uh Here's my question, though, that I was thinking about while I was watching this, because this is the final four of the Bound for Glory series, so it ends. The whole reason Ego started was for Bound for, Bound for Glory. So when Bound for Glory is over, does Ego go away? I hope not. I hope not either. I, I think they're working well together. They're working great. you know. Yeah. So I, I They can always add a fourth member if somebody's a good egotistical, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good. But we get a main event mafia interview. Uh, well, promo, rather. And uh, Rampage starts. And I wrote here in my notes, November 2nd can't come fast enough. No joke. This guy's terrible. Yeah. And the suit with the, the camo jacket, like, just get off of my TV already. You know, one of the things that you hope for is maybe that turns into something funny as it gets up, you know. There's nothing funny about what's going on right now. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, hopefully no, it's I like, get, oh, yeah. it's funny. Remember him? He used to be in the camo jacket, and we look back and we laugh. Unfortunately, I just think he'll be forgotten about after November Well, 7th. good. I, I wish I could forget. Yes. Right now. Mm-hmm. It's like watching a car crash. Well, Samoa Joe's next, and then Sting, and they basically praise AJ, and they call him out. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, AJ does come out, and he tells the mafia, get out of here, because I've got to do this myself and uh lays out a pretty good shoot promo i think there's some truth to this one too you want to hear it yes i do, do you want to hear it i do It'll be five dollars i don't have that I, I know you work in radio <laughs> but make no mistake about it i'm better than the best in the world i am the phenomenal aj styles hey mike i deserve better hey dixie i deserve better 
go-to guy for the past 11 years, and for what? So you can bring in the next star, the next big thing, and we can all watch him fail? Or, or maybe it's that new direction you were taking that didn't go anywhere. There I was to pick up the pieces, to bail you out, and take this company and put it back on my shoulders. There are so many times in this past year I prayed to God that you would just fire me so I didn't have to quit. But over the next couple months, something happened. Something, something clicked up here, and I got it. I got it. Something clicked up here, and I got it. I like being your go-to guy. I like being that guy. I like the guy that you need to depend on to deliver the goods. I like being the guy that can steal the show. I like being the guy that can send these fans going home happy because they got their money's worth. I like being the go-to guy. The question is, can I still be that go-to guy? You better believe it. Can I still take the weight of this company on my shoulders? You're damn right I can. So the question is, the question that needs to be answered is this. Can I go on and win the Balfour Glory Series and on the right to be called your new TNA World Heavyweight Champion? Sound like a lot of truth. A lot of things he wanted to get off his chest in that uh, in that promo there. And this is when AJ Styles could be great. Yeah. If you just when I've always felt when you don't have good mic skills, just be honest, yeah. and that will make you have good mic skills. And like you said, a lot of truth was in that promo. It was more of a shoot than it was pro wrestling promo. And so I thought. Yeah, hey, it was. I deserve better. It was phenomenal. Yeah, pun yeah. intended. And so, oh, I like the line. It, it intrigued me. He says there were so many times where I just wish you would fire me so I didn't have to quit. Right, because he's like, a prideful he's person. Like, like I'm gonna have to leave this place. Like it's like a realization he's come to. Like mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't home anymore. Yeah, you know, like and I, I don't want to quit because. It was what I meant to the company and what I'm supposed to be. Well, you know, and but, he, he's a man, you know. Yeah. I don't quit things, you know. I'd rather you tell me to go than making me Wait, go. We're not supposed I to quit things. I've no. quitted so many things in my life. Yeah, and me too. Uh. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it it was a great promo, and this is hopefully. You mean to tell me AJ Styles is more manly than me? <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me, hey, man? <laughs> hey, you said it. You said it. Uh, but I really hope that this is more of the AJ Styles we get to see. You know, it, it re- reminds me of when RVD wasn't given any time on the mic in WWE. And then when he finally got that title run, you got to see good promos from him because he was being honest. Hopefully, this is what we get to see from AJ Styles. Mm, yeah, maybe. I well, feel like it won't be. but We get AJ Styles versus Bobby Roode immediately following that. And again, must win Thursday. Mm-hmm. Must win Thursday. And they mention it a couple times. To get in the final four, AJ needs 10 points. They say it. They're talking about it, the commentators. He needs 10 points. The only way to get 10 points is a submission. He's trying for submissions, not getting them. In the end, he rolls them up on account of the fisherman suplex and gets the pin. Doesn't even look like he's like, oops. He just gets the pin. Seven points. Doesn't put him in the top four. Or top four. And I'm just thinking. You knew you needed 10 points. <laughs> Everybody talks about it. Yeah. Why would you even attempt a pinfall? Like, this just seems like poor form. It's TNA. I got my answer why he did this. He knew something we didn't know. Right. 
but he's not supposed to on on screen. Very much like the the Miz in his wrestling gear, which he's never been in, but now he has a match. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's just well, you know, it's TNA. At any rate, we move on. We get Christopher Daniels versus Austin Aries. Great match by two of the best in ring workers in the business today. If you ask me, of course. Great, and Aries gets the win via pinfall after hitting the brain buster. One of my favorite finishers of all time. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, and I was doing like wrestling around with my, you know, whatever, like pillows or whatever you're doing as a kid, you know, picking up your stuffed animals mm-hmm. and doing. I always did the brain buster was my finisher, right? Brain buster because think about it, you're slamming some guy's skull right into the ground. It's a great just yeah brain buster with all the weight of his body mm-hmm. on top of just brain buster, right? Huh? It's, a, it's a great one. It's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Now you can't do it on everyone, obviously. You, you can't do that about. to Mark Henry, but right. Yeah. And a lot of people might not want to take it. Mm-hmm. You shut up and take it. Um, <laughs> so he gets that. And this makes the BFG Final Four. As of now, all the matches are done. We have our Final Four. Magnus with 39 points. Austin Aries with 35 points. Bobby Roode with 34 points. Jeff Hardy with 31 points. Here's my question. We find out later, if mm-hmm. you want to go ahead and say, mm-hmm. that Hulk Hogan makes a match. Right. Makes a 20-point gauntlet match. Right. So everybody. Whoever that winner is, let's just say it's AJ Styles because that's what it looks like, uh-huh. right? Does that kick Jeff Hardy yeah. out? Yeah. Maybe Jeff Hardy's hurt. Maybe yeah. that's why they do this. This is the only the only person that's going to get screwed out of this is Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy has to win that gauntlet match or he's screwed. Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, Magnus, they don't have to win this at all. Yeah. Why would you even compete in it? Right. Yeah, just run around. Right. <laughs> Jay Bradley and Hernandez can't get in the top four with it. Why would you even compete in it? Right. So right now you got five out of the 12 gone. It's mm-hmm. a seven-man gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. Well, so the remaining are Christopher Daniels with 30 points, AJ Styles with 29. That's who's going to win this gauntlet match. Let's not even, you know. Um, well, hold on, because it is TNA. Yeah. Jeff Hardy could win it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it means nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that means nothing. It's purposeless. Good. Easily Magnus is going to win yeah, it. Magnus. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, it's going to be AJ Styles because they want him in there for that storyline. It's TNA. It's it's they're gonna put him in there. So and then you've got you're gonna have Magnus, Aries, Rude, and AJ Styles. I mean, to me, I just I would have done. I mean, you've got to have. I would have had Anderson. There's your yeah. aces and eights. Mm-hmm. Would have had Magnus or Samoa Joe. You know, for your main event mafia. Would have had Bobby Rude for your ego, and then uh, AJ Styles, who's your no one. Right. Right. Well, you know. Yes, except for now I think Mr. Anderson and hopefully Aces and Eights goes away, and now you'll see Mr. Anderson go specifically after Bully Ray, not even title picture, just I hate Bully Ray, and I think that's where he's going to go. I think he's I think he's going to be in a storyline bigger than the BFG series. Uh, mm-hmm. With Jeff Hardy. Bigger than the BFG series? Yeah. Right. Maybe with Jeff Hardy, it's an injury. You, you yeah, know what I mean? He's he's another one of those guys. The Mark wrestled Hen- earlier. Yeah, but the Mark Henry uh, Christian guys, where it's just every time he wrestles, he gets banged up. So maybe he needs to take time off mm-hmm. again. Maybe Jeff Hardy he- gets another submission. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we get uh, Bully and Teets in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells Teets, "I just basically need you to keep an eye on Ken Anderson. Take care of him. He steps out." Alludes to mm-hmm. something there. Well, we get Hulk Hogan comes out. Huge pop. Guy's a forever crowd favorite. I mean, this guy, he moves the needle. Uh, it's hell. It's, we it's, got excited just hearing his music. Imagine seeing him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like uh, I, 
at some point, obviously, you might be paying them more than you're actually getting out of it, but like Not you're getting pop. something out you're of them. You're getting something out of them. You're getting that's a new sure. Hulk Hogan shirt. You, you know can never I mean? say, hey, I didn't bring anything to the table. Right, yeah, he brings right? something, that's yeah. for sure. Well, he announces that BFG gauntlet match next week. Um, well, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Hardy's the only one that's going to get screwed out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Unless he wins. Yeah, unless he wins. <laughs> well, Bully Ray interrupts the promo. He comes down to the ring. He starts to give Hogan some crap, right? Yes. And Hogan interrupts and says, uh, you know, he says, look, first off, I've dropped enough cash to get some paperwork done. Drops the divorce on Bully Ray. <laughs> Well, I think it officially ends that storyline, so this could be a good thing. That's a good thing, but dudes, I don't know. If you if you didn't know Brooke Hogan got released, if I didn't know that information, I would go, why is he doing it for her? Yeah. Wouldn't she want to say, yeah, true, yeah. we're divorced? Yeah. yeah. Just sweep it under the rug. Oh. Just, yep, screw well, it. Bully even kicks it aside. He's like, I don't care. I don't care about your daughter. Mm. I never cared about your daughter. <laughs> I love the way he talks, man. He says, look, I used her just like I used you and I used Sting and all your hoka-schmucka maniacs right. to get the title. Oh, yeah, that drew the heat from the crowd. Hogan asked him, do you know who I am? And I uh, said, GM, obviously, right? So... He tells him, Bully, you're going to defend your title in two weeks at the, uh, what do they got coming up? No Surrender, mm-hmm. uh, against a member of your family, one of your aces and eights. I'm glad he said family, too. It wasn't yeah, club. Your club. So I can only imagine that this is going to wind up being Ken Anderson. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, it has to be. So this could be interesting where that goes. I like that. And Bully goes nuts. says, I won't do it. I won't do it. You know, like getting angry. And Hogan says, you will do it. And you're also going to defend it next week against Sting. Stupid! Sting. I thought Sting couldn't get any more he titles. He can't. That was the whole thing. They beat Sting. He can't right. get any more title shots oh, ever. No God. more. No. The, you know what I think backstage the, the creative process goes? Uh, you want to give a push to Austin Aries? Uh, you know, I'm not sold on that brain buster. Well, what should we do? Sting. Yeah. There you go. Sting? 53-year-old Sting. Sting. You know, one guy's sitting there like, everybody's quiet for a little bit. They're all like biting their lip. They're and looking around, kind of tapping the pen. And they're like... Uh, and one guy goes, Sting? Yeah. It's like, Sting! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just... Sting, Sting, Sting! It's just, we did it before, yeah, right? Hey, we did it before, before right? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it again. Hey, wasn't he supposed to not have any... Sting! Sting! Yeah, no, no, shut up, Sting! Yeah, yeah. Sting! People love Sting. They want to see Sting. They don't care about that stuff. And nobody wants to see Sting. Here's the thing. You want to see Sting like you see Hogan. I don't, though. And I don't think... Anybody GM Sting would be kind of cool. I don't think too many people actually do. Hogan has that draw, but like I think people are like, oh, Sting, hey, Sting. Right. But that's it, man. Look, I always thought, look, to me, Sting was overrated. Has been overrated his whole damn career. If you ask me. He's overrated, man. Well, we can get in that later. You could use him, though. Just not as a wrestler. WWE could use him because they've never used him. Right. Right? He was great when he came into TNA. Because it's like, whoa, hey, here comes Sting. Long run its course now. Yeah. And you, and you can't do anything else with him. Right, you he's can't. very one-dimensional. Very, you can't do it. You can only use him for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. WWE would do it right. Use him. Big match or two, three. Get DVD. Out. Hall of Fame. See you later, Sting. Right. 
off into the sunset you go to be a soccer dad or whatever you like to do, be <laughs> religious or whatever you got your thing going on, man. But we're going to come back and we're going to answer some fan emails. Thank you again for writing. Fan emails on the Spanish Announce Table, Trending Topics Network, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big-name interviews. Oh, my God! Heel to the jaw. How good was that? Experts in the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang! Right on the jaw. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Every time I see this, I want to do the right. the dance where he's swinging his arms around. Before we get into uh, the the emails, yeah, with this storyline WWE's doing with the McMahon family uh-huh, and all that uh-huh, stuff, uh-huh. do you secretly want Shane to come back? I secretly want Shane to come back. Period. Like always, I always I was a big fan of Shane. I think that would be. That would be the icing on the cake with this storyline. Is if Shane, because I feel like this storyline will go till WrestleMania. Yeah. He being added in two weeks before, mm, you know what I mean? Just yeah, something yeah. would just give it that over the top. Yes. Now you could go back to well, this is just like uh, WrestleMania 2000 when all four of them were involved and they had the wrestlers. True, I get that. But I just want to see Shane. Yeah. I just want to see him walk out and cut a promo on someone and then yeah. leave. You know. Shane was he's one of my favorites of like your non traditional yeah. wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would love to see him back. Uh, seeing him on Nitro that one time. Mm-hmm. I mean like just Shane, I have so many big moments ingrained in my Falling off the Titan Tron. Yeah. Uh Shane, man. Yeah, the the Van Daminator just on his, on, uh, his dancing when he come Vince, out of yeah. it. That's Shane, yeah, man. Yeah. His feud with X Pac. Yeah, oh. he did a lot of great things. But I just want to see him cut a promo. Just you don't even have to have him come back. Just cut a promo on Raw or even the night of WrestleMania and then yeah. get out. Yeah. Man, oh, well, that would be cool. Anything would be better than nothing. Right. If you ask me. We got some fan emails. Except for more sting. Well yeah, more sting. We got some <laughs> for you. Uh, some you know, some fan emails. I want to hear them. Anybody listen, send your emails into tableshow at gmail.com. Tableshow we'll at gmail.com. And we will answer them. We'll answer them. We're going to answer them right we'll now. We'll make time for them. This one's not really answerable. Okay. If that's a word. Um, thought I heard some music going still. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, well, so this one comes from a guy named The Mop Jockey. I like that. Yeah, The Mop Jockey. I like that. All right. So he says... The subject line says TNA top nine question mark. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So I made the comment last week, and I still make this comment that TNA is the ninth best ninth wrestling show best on television. Show. Let me hear. Okay. Well, he's got a guess. list. He's got a numbered list. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair he's enough. Challenging you. Okay. Let me hear it. Number one is Raw. Of course. Thanks, given. Everyone's gonna say that. Yes. Number two is SmackDown. Of course. Okay. Number three is NXT. It says it's on TV in England. Okay, right. if, right. if so we're going international. Right. Okay, right. number four, main event. Hey, that is a good show. Main I event. really do like it. It is. Yeah. 
Number five, Saturday Morning Slam. Okay. All right? Yes. Number six, ROH. Now, yeah. okay. All right? All right. It's on TV. It is. It's, it is. Yeah, it's better than TNA. Yes. Yes, it is. Number seven, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That's on Mav TV. A smaller indie from Hollywood was NWA Hollywood, which I would heard of before. I have heard of that. <laughs> so, number seven, Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Raw AM. Hey, he says, "Hey, it's a wrestling show. It's right? a wrestling show. It has its own original title." So, okay. okay. Number nine, Total Divas. Is <laughs> number nine. Hey, a lot of people mm-hmm. like that show. So he's pushing TNA further down the list here. <laughs> he is okay. All right. All right. I don't know if Total Divas is a wrestling uh, show, but uh, it is wrestlers uh, on uh, a show. So number okay. ten, the replay of Raw on the Universal Channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Number 11, the replay of SmackDown <laughs> on the Universal Channel. Which I think is cool because they do back-to-back. Right. I do like that. But okay. All right. Number 12, YouTubing old King Kong Bundy <laughs> matches. <laughs> now, if you have a smart TV, <laughs> yeah, I guess you I are. All right. I guess you are seeing King Kong Bundy old matches on your television. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Number 13, turning the TV off. <laughs> And then number 14, TNA. TNA. So he says, this looks like the proper order of watching wrestling. So TNA is 14. Okay, Sorry. I stand corrected. Like, Get it right. TNA is the 14th, 14th yeah. best show. <laughs> On wrestling. Get your facts straight, man. We're trying to look professional. Well, you know what? And I thank you for that comment. Yeah. So thank you uh, for the- Mop uh, jockey. Yeah, to the mop jockey for correcting me. I, I am never one to say I am perfect. Yeah. I am not Mr. Perfect. Yeah, you're not am, better than perfect I'm, either. And I'm not better than perfect. No. So thank you for <laughs> correcting me. I will for better now, than TNA. I will for, for yeah. now always say the 14th best yeah. Hell, uh, wrestling Hell, if, if we ever TV. put up a video cast of this show, it it'll, be, it'll be, yeah. TNA will be 15. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> we'll be, thank you for we'll that. We'll be three. So we get another email. I like it. Yes, email. Two. two emails. Our first two email uh, show. Yeah, and this one is from a guy named Cannabis. Mm-hmm. I like cannabis. I do too. I mean, I don't know this guy personally. Nah, but he I sounds like, like a cool guy. But I like cannabis. Yeah, yeah, I like the guy. Okay. Oh, you're talking about the yeah. I like cannabis. I got you. What you're saying. So uh, he says, best gimmick ever, worst gimmick ever. Ooh. Huh? See, I like this question, and then I kind of don't for the simple reason it gives you so much leeway. Well, and it's very subjective. Right, it's very subjective, and you know. Times are different. Would John Cena be the best gimmick if he was 1980s or early 1990s, for God's sakes? Probably. But now he kind of sucks because times have changed. Also, there people have different definitions of the word gimmick. Oh, and people have def- different definitions of what the best is. You know, yeah. Dean Malenko was a great wrestler. That was his gimmick, the man of a thousand moves. Mm-hmm. You could say that was great because that's wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... It's but it you know anyhow. Well, let's start just, with worst. Okay, what's worst, your worst gimmick ever? Well, we've named a show. Hornswoggle is ruining <laughs> yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think the obvious choice is Hornswoggle, mm. and I say this because he's been featured in major storylines and has been on the roster for longer than a year. Now, have there been worse gimmicks than him? 
Yes, but I like to go after the ones that have been established. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could go after Shockmaster, for yeah. example. Gobbledygooker is one I thought of. Right, yeah. You I could go after those one. guys because, you know, they lasted a month, you saw them, you laughed, and then they're gone, they're fired. Yeah. I get that. Sin Cara even could be worse gimmick. He was there, he didn't do anything, his lights change when he wrestles, and he's out, his sprained wrist or hand or whatever, mm-hmm. he's gone. That's a really bad gimmick. Yeah. But for me... I'm attacking more of the people that you've seen for a long period of time, and you can actually call to storylines where, like, that sucked. Yeah. Hornswoggle being McMahon's son. Hmm. Hornswoggle being the Raw GM. Hmm. Hornswoggle just being Hornswoggle. He's a horrible uh. gimmick. He serves no purpose. At first, he was cool being Finley's little whatever guy. And then he has just went downhill and now has buried himself. I, I seriously get pissed when I see him. I get mad. If I didn't like my TV so much, I'd punch it. You might be right. He might be the worst gimmick ever. I have the only thing I could think of other than comedy gooker Mm -hmm. was the red rooster. Yes. Now Uh that's a really bad one too. Terry Taylor, the man credited with coming up with the NWO. Yeah. No, Terry Taylor was a good wrestler. You know, he went to WCW. <laughs> Red Rooster, though. WCW did some good things. But here's another thing to your point of McMahon doesn't like what he didn't create. And if he didn't create you, so he'll throw you under the bus to see for, if you're a team player. For people not listening, the Red Rooster had no discernible gimmick other than he had literally a patch of red hair. Yeah. Stuff like, like he dyed red. Right. Stuck up in like a rooster, you know, whatever. Could you imagine seeing him in the... Uh, uh, in the airport. Oh, yeah. Especially back then. When yeah. You don't really, like, flight. die checking your... Right. You know, like, what the hell is well, And then he guy? would come in literally, like, cocking like a rooster. Yeah. Like, like, like just bucking his head back and yeah. forth. Yeah, guys. Like, with chicken wings right. running this around is cool. the ring. This is cool. The red right? rooster. That You know what? That's that's a good one. Great yeah. choice. It was terrible. It was Even very, as a kid watching it, I was like... Yeah, this is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. why is this guy doing this? Because that was supposed to appeal to the kids. Yeah. No, you're stupid. All right, bad. so now I went first on my worst. You go first on your best. My best gimmick ever, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because it was, like, not when he first came out and he was trying to be, like, a serial killer. It was right. when he turned the redneck, I don't give a crap. Austin 316. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's what epitomized the wrestling fan at that time. It mm-hmm. was it was Rage Against the Machine, like, yeah. a, a screw the corporate guy, keep me down. Mm-hmm. I just want to drink beer. Fuck you. I want to mm-hmm. kick your ass. You know, my face. You know what I mean? It was the, and in case in point is why it was the most, like, you know, biggest money Iconic, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a great choice. Great yeah. choice. And I agree with you. It was the post serial killer because that's what I think Stone Cold was supposed to originally right. be. Right. That's what he was just supposed to be. Just yeah. the stealth, cerebral assassin. Right. Yep. Kind yep. of. You know, takes he, he you out. He saw a a documentary about a serial killer, right. and that's what he took from it. it. Was this guy's just stone cold? He's got no emotion, right? Right. Yeah, and he even had that still a little bit because he was such a a rebel, a loner. Yeah, the stone cold right. still kind of fit. But I know what you're saying. Post Austin three sixteen, then yes. yeah, he just took off. Yes. I'm the I'm the everyman standing yeah, up the to the beer boss. drinking right. redneck stone cold Steve Austin. Right. Very Absolutely. true. Best gimmick ever. For me, I'm going to say the Macho Man Randy Savage mm. for this reason. Every time you see mainstream media or even non-wrestling fans imitate pro wrestling, it's the macho man they're yeah, doing. Yeah. They're, you know, hey, brother, what you going to do, brother? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm, I'm posing, yeah, oh, yeah, dig it, and all yeah. that. You know, that's what they think. Yeah. 
Well, in the coked out eighties, right? That's what I mean. People probably aspire to be a rock star, right? And even in the eighties, flashy colors. That's what everyone. Yeah, yeah, you looked at Hogan and Macho Man and Flair, which yep. and they all kind of had the same look as far yeah, as yeah. flashiness. But Macho Man really epitomized it. Yeah, you know, and that that going to what non wrestling fans think of as our business or our love mm-hmm. is that guy well then that makes me think that resonates with them yeah and it obviously resonates with us he was a world champion twice in wwe or wf whatever and then a multi-champion in wcw so he obviously made it with us you know the right. hardcore fans and then he also resonated with the non-wrestling fans so i think he fits what everyone thinks is a pro wrestler yeah i wear tights yeah i wear flashy colors I'm roided out. Yeah, roided out. I speak crazy. Coked out of my mind. Yeah. I speak crazy nonsense, yep. and I do big moves. Yeah. So I think, to me, that's the best gimmick ever, because everyone thinks that's what a pro wrestler really yeah. is. Yeah. So. That's true. And even people who don't watch it, maybe didn't even ever really follow the Stone Cold era thing, right. might still think that's what wrestling is. Right. Exactly. Guys in tights, colors coming out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our grandparents are. might think that the wrestlers are still macho men. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's why that's the best gimmick ever. I agree with you on as far as what works as a gimmick, Stone Cold. Even like when uh, we were talking about this uh, before we uh, went on air, how Ric Flair said The Undertaker was the greatest gimmick ever, which Absolutely. is a phenomenal gimmick because it's I mean, you can't you can't duplicate that. Because yeah, if you no. try to copy it, everyone's gonna go, dude, you're just Undertaker, the Undertaker. Yeah. yeah, you're just the Undertaker. Yeah, his his rationale was the guy's unbeatable technically because mm-hmm. he's dead. He can rise up from the dead like you right. know what I mean? Like you can't kill the man. Right. You can't keep him down. Yeah. It's perfect right. for wrestling, writing, booking. Right. You know, that mm-hmm. angle is what he was saying that from. Yeah. So, you know, that's another good one. But like I said, for me, I always think of non-wrestling fans and wrestling fans and what we both can kind of come to common ground. And I think Macho Man is what we both think of as a pro wrestler. Yeah. Well, Cannabis, thanks for yeah, the- Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Give me a call sometime, Cannabis, man. We'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, call him know. on the hotline. Well, uh, <laughs> You know, the hot box line. <laughs> um, again, table show at gmail.com. Get us these emails. We love them. We yeah. like doing it. Makes our job easier. We don't have to come up with final thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think. Uh, thinking think? sucks. Uh, man. Don't make me yeah, do that. Write me a question. Email. Yeah. Well, and that's it for episode seven, man. A good one. Yeah, I liked it. I it liked fun. it as well. Even though wrestling was kind of meh this week. Was... One of those weeks where it just progressed storylines, really didn't do anything monumental, I thought. Yeah, yeah. That was good. But, I mean, uh, so we told you that the email address. Mm-hmm. Get on the Facebook. Facebook, Spanish Announce Table Podcast. Yep. Uh, we're at, at Table Show at Gmail, or at Table Show on Twitter, mm-hmm. rather. Uh, we're trendingtopicsnetwork.com, of course. Go there and check out the other show. Check out Fight Show Live. Fight Show Live, talking all things MMA, boxing, the art of ass whipping. Everything. Ass Audio ass whipping. Yeah. Oh, the, the, you're in the business of beatdowns. Business of beatdown. Yeah, we love it. So, And then uh, get us those emails and check us out next week for episode eight of the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network. 